Hey, everybody. Let me once again thank the Second Print Comics Podcast for being the official sponsor of this episode you're about to listen of ours. And before you even listen, go over and listen to the Second Print Comics Podcast. It's hosted by Mark and Remzo, two pretty cool dudes that ended up joining me a couple weeks back on the First Best Podcast. But more importantly, go over to their podcast. They have an episode every Wednesday. And this past Wednesday is a really good episode to check out to kind of see the way they do things. Because in that episode, they talked about the awesome Exo Manowar from Valiant. And what they end up doing is talking about comic single issues, events. They even have non-comic stuff, comic-based, the Wonder Woman movie review that I talked about last week when we had this deal. And this past week, though, when they were talking about the Valiant Comics, it really did point out why I love their podcast and why I am also a Patreon subscriber of theirs. I am really into them. And with that, you end up having two hosts that have very different backgrounds with comics, and they kind of talk about a subject. One of them brings up something that they are big with that the other doesn't know much about. And in this, Remzo talks about Exo Manowar and tells Mark about it. And it's one of those things that's a pretty cool deal where when you're listening and you get to hear the enthusiasm from the one guy, Remzo, who's talking about Exo Manowar, and then you see Mark kind of getting into it as well by the end, kind of becoming a fan of Exo Manowar and going off and wanting to read and stuff like that. But that's the thing. If you know about Exo Manowar or the subject they're talking about, you get excited with them. But if you don't, you get to learn about it as well. So you kind of go that yin and yang with that. That pretty much always works out one way or the other. But it, it is really good. It's really fun. They have a really great time, and they're, they're some funny dudes. So go and check that out. And the links are going to be in the in the show notes for this podcast. But you can go over to at Second Print Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Also, check out their Patreon, patreon.com slash secondprintpod. And then they have a website, secondprintcomics.com. And really, to find the the find the podcast, look up just Second Print Comics, and you'll find it. And then subscribe and do all of that. But thanks again, guys, for sponsoring this episode. And off to it. People of Earth, how are you? <laughs> Everybody and welcome back to the Weird Science DC Comics podcast episode 335 in this crazy thing we call life and future state and DC Comics and anything else that you want to throw in there. I'm Jim. I'm one of your hosts. I have a new toilet installed in the house that has a really odd butt feel. Just want to let you know. And with the future state going on right now, I have noticed that there seems to be a little influx of people listening, some new listeners. Maybe you have been gone for a while and you're coming back to see what this future state's all about. Maybe you're a big fan of America's sweetheart, Eric Shea. I want to hear what he's all about, but maybe you are brand new to the podcast. And if that's the case, pat yourself on the back right now because you passed the test. You have passed the test by listening in. Now, you'll really pass the test if you get to the end of the podcast. I should probably save it for there because you may end up failing. And a lot of times, you wouldn't be, you know, in the minority of just 
hey, I, you know, a lot of people, it takes a bit. It takes a bit to settle in with the podcast. It takes a little bit to get what this is all about. But again, I, I do like that song. And that was a big favorite of my man, Reggie. So again, you guys passed the test. I mean, really, I, I could go all night with this song. I love it. I'm doing the Ed Lover dance, getting it going. We got some energy here. We got the future state. We're out of that books of 2020 nonsense. And now we're here with the second week of future state, which I'm pretty positive with. And I think that the whole deal with this week, maybe the theme, and it should be in the title of the podcast. And if it isn't, I have not done my due diligence. Something about the backups, because we have a lot of backups coming in this episode that really do outshine the front ups that I like to call the the first stories. Like you have a grifter story that out of nowhere kind of outshines a bit the dark detective story. That's crazy talk, right? You end up having a Jessica Cruz backup, a Guy Gardner backup, all these things going to JLD backup even. Kind of outshining the beginning. So, so I don't care what's good, bad. and de- I like good. No, I'm not going to say I don't care what's bad. I like the good. So if it takes a backup to be good, I'll go with it. I will go with it. But go over to Twitter. That's a segue. Go over to Twitter at Weird Science DC. Follow us there. We'll follow you back 100%. And then we could all see what each of us is doing. It's like, you know, Big Brother is watching you. But I'm your big brother because she passed the test. I mean, tell, I'm telling you. Uh, uh, uh. I'm telling you, now I'm getting sick of the song. But hey, that's just me. So we have all this going on, people jumping on. You know, just sit back and relax. You know, enjoy the discussions. And it, it reminded me a bit of when people say, oh, you know, you guys are negative and things like that. But we are doing almost like the post-game show. I just ended up watching the Buffalo Bills win against the Baltimore Ravens. A little shout-out to Brandon up there in Buffalo, drunk as all get-up he is right now, sending me weird messages again about Josh Allen. But you end up at the end of the game, you want to hear the analysis. You want to hear an honest opinion of the plays, a breakdown of what you just saw you don't really need a rah-rah cheer deal. You want to have some honest opinion. That's what you're going to get here. And that's what you'll also get over at our website, weirdsciencedccomics.com, where we review all of the books each week. Not just me. We have a bunch of reviewers, Joey. We have Dan, Eric, me, but also brand new reviewer on the site, Gabe. A little shout out to Gabe. Some awesome reviews to so go check his out. But everybody gets involved there. And then we also have a Patreon account, patreon.com slash weird science, where you can go and help us out, but mainly go and get a lot more shows. You're listening to this podcast, so I figure, well, you might like some podcasts. Well, you get a ton of those, both DC, Marvel, and then even some indie comics podcasts. We have movie podcasts. I just did the Wonder Woman 1984 movie review with my man, Michael G. So you could go right now and listen to that. We have a bunch of indie comics, all that stuff involved. I may even do my own little deal on the old WandaVision. That's not DC, but hey, I just wanted to mention it. But one of the things, and and some people who have passed the test, and I'm not going to hit that, but they passed the test over and over. This is where... We give them the shout out. It is the badass roll call. These are the badasses of the Get Fresh Crew. Beep boop. We got Josh Murray from Not a Robot Podcast. We got Ted Probst, Lawrence Lee 
Forrest, Pauly, Cam, Joseph Wojcik, Matt Razor, D-Men 3000, All New Dave, Lady Abby, Francisco L. Rock III. Welcome back, Francisco. It's awesome. He came back, and he is a badass. We got Matches Balone. Niels Tewart in Germany, David Fink, Joey Bercasco, Stephen Baum, Tony Walton, Jason Colby, Michael G, who I did the Wonder Woman 1984 podcast with, Comic Boom Rocky, Cellar Dweller, Mark Jager, who I do a bunch of things with, but one of the big things is a Walking Dead comics podcast. I do with Eric G, Algin Stoja, Nick Adams, Ace of Spades Productions. Welcome to the Badass Roll Call, Bill Beer. Ruben, Prince of Tennis Ruben, Carlos, Lone Wolf Marv, T-Funk, Luke Hollywood, Simon, Luis, Manship, Andrew, Swanee, Anthony G, Josh Vermillion, Bobby Bain, Dalton Edom, my man, people from NYC, Sailor Moon, Mark, right there, my man, Rob Lewis, Brandy Murray, and Double A Run, right on time, I thought I was going to have problems there, and if you do Go over to the Patreon. You, too, can become a badass, which you end up getting in the roll call, but also getting to end up picking most of the shows that we do on the Patreon. And as I said, there are a lot. Now, one of the big things that we do each and every week is a Patreon spotlight, both a Marvel and a DC one. Of course, we're here at the DC side of things. So what did we talk about this week? We talked about Future State Teen Titans number one. And Future State, Kara Zarel, Superwoman number one. So go over there and listen to that. I know that this is an extended beginning, but I'm all fired up. I'm fired up because I finally do like some books. You'll see. You'll see how things go. Me and Eric going back and forth with these, which we're going to go off to right about now. And here we are with Jim and Eric's reviews, as we always have. Eric, except those couple times that you went to put flowers on your daddy's grave. I still grave. showed up for those. Yeah, I did my yeah, books. For a little, for a little bit. And there was a couple, like an annual one that me and Reggie ended up doing the whole thing. But yeah, so here we are. But that has been not a few and far between. I still yeah. feel like I did my books over. Reggie filled in for the rest. I don't know. I don't know. The one I thought that we went full out, we'll have to ask Double A Run. He's listening to those episodes. There might have been that one. I know. That's the thing, is too. Like, I went away. I think you guys should have had two hours worth of books at Tops. You did an eight hour show for some reason. Eight hours just yapping about you. It's probably what we were doing, just bitching and a moaning and a moaning and a bitching, doing both of those. But here we are to kind of continue that trend. 
I, that was probably like three hours, just three hours, three years ago. I think that we've done that every week, but we're in a uh, future state week two. Eric, week two of a brand new world, a brand new future, a bright future that seems to have all the hope and whoa, dreams. Whoa, 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 that whoa. What? We're reading different oh, books right second. now. What is this bright future you <laughs> speak that, of, sir? That is the thing that is throwing me off the most. I, I, think I, don't, know why, the most. I don't know why we had to come out future, of everybody. dark stuff to then get death metal where our heroes lose, 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 finally win. But then we open up to, hey, everybody, let's have some fun with these new characters that we and it's dark and dismal. I don't get it. I really don't. And if it's going to be this potential future, I know that what you want to set up is to have a future you never want to get to. I don't know. It, I think it works just as well of having a hopeful deal in some and saying, oh, man, I can't wait to see how oh this shit changes to that greatness. Uh, but that's how it is. Y- you want to end up. It's, it's almost like an event. It's a whole deal is like the Scott Snyder way. You have to just keep on a losing until you finally win, or I guess. But- you, it could be the idea that you and I are talking about where I have this background thought where somebody at the end of this whole thing is ordered like a Dr. Fate that we're going to see in the Justice League Dark Backup where somebody is going to go back in time and try to figure out a way to put a fork in the road to make sure our heroes never wind up in this situation. You may do that. The weird thing about it is, and we did talk about it, and I say talk, we were arguing Eric, I was about to strangle you. You don't know that. I'm nowhere near you, but I'm going to. Now, the the idea, I wouldn't mind that. That's fine with me. I I don't necessarily love the idea of waiting to see little dribs and drabs. Oh, my God, there's that character that we saw 80 years in the future and that. that, But I do like when you get the opposite way, when we see some things in future state that could have been set up before. But what I think that some people would get upset at Maybe not everybody, but whatnot, is the idea of, wait a second, I thought death metal was supposed to be the thing that changed everything and made all this work. Now you're telling me it's, it's Dr. Fate. Now you're telling me it's this deal. And what I about think Generation that, Shattered? You forgot well, about you, that one. Now that too, that, hey, if that changes it, I'm in, Eric. I'm saying <laughs> I wouldn't mind, but I think that some people would then say, well, now death metal is just kind of the, you know, getting in the Uber, but we're only halfway there. And then we get another Uber that's it. And I think people no, we got a lift this time. Like, yeah, lift. Eh? And what are you then going next to? After that, going, I'm going, it. going to your flat, are you? Hello, love. But no, no, yeah, it's, so it's another service. I don't know what's going on. I don't know that, Eric. Is it with a Y, hopefully? L Y F T. I don't have it a phone. I don't, I don't have it these apps. should be. I hear I'll about them, you, though. I'll give you a lift, all right? I need lifts, maybe, so we can dance. If me and you went out just dancing, I'd be, I would be the little girl at the wedding with her dad. I'd be standing there. <laughs> oh, look at the cute guys there. But yeah, so with this, you know, I, I'm taking this one book at a time. You know, I, I'm kind of like Schneider back in the day, one book at a time. Eric. Right, that's and how the show was. Yeah. I'm trying to enjoy what I can. I'm just having a hard time enjoying everything. And really I, I really a was a miserable guy, and it's really hard for you in the long run. Yeah. Probably. And and again, I think that there's going to be some people who end up joining us for the first time listening. And then a lot of times it's a shock to the system uh, because they're used to hearing, you know, some podcasts like, oh, I love this and I love everything. There's nothing I don't love. My favorite book is the one I'm reading right now. I put it in my mouth. Exactly. And that's not how we play things. But I just want to let everybody know, please don't be that upset because Eric's going to get canceled soon anyway. So you won't have to deal. And I'm going to have a heart attack. So this whole nonsense this is just going to last a couple more months. So let's enjoy this toboggan ride, Eric, as we go into this first book that is going to continue a trend. And one of the things that we've said is the idea of not having a timeline set. 
in these books. I run into another problem, Eric. Can you imagine that I'm finding problems where I look here? It's the idea a that doesn't matter. Please, no. I need to know <laughs> as a reviewer. This is more not a buyer because you might know, but I need to know if these things are two shots or four shots. That, that is a big deal of what the story we're getting because when we end up getting the next Batman. That's a four-issue deal. So you have a different pacing. You're, you're gradually getting into things. And then you get these ones that are too sh- You're going to boom. You're going. And okay, this dark detective is a four-parter. I have to do so. I don't like researching. Work. I have to get on <laughs> the internet and find thing. out. But while I'm reading it, I'm not thinking about it. You know, I'm reading this. I'm like, ooh. And and really going into this dark detective, the big thing that most of us in the Get Fresh crew, beep, boop, <laughs> are looking for, in my mind, is to see if Mariko Tamaki can write Batman a little better than Wonder Woman. We didn't enjoy the Wonder Woman, so I'm looking into that. Well, when we get in the story, there's not much to it. I'll tell you right now, you said it, everybody said it. There's just not anything really to this beginning of a Bruce Wayne supposedly dead type deal. Uh, but it's only one of four. If this was a two-issue deal, I'd be like, this is a bust. There's nothing we're going to get from here. So I just just as an aside, I wish they had the timeline. And I just wish everywhere, when you usually have one of four, somewhere in there, I couldn't find it. In the future state, Dark Detective. Did you look? I didn't know. I didn't look. Are, but are we I talking about Dark Detective it. right now? Yeah. yeah no, Detective. no, we're not. Yeah, yeah, yes, we are. Uh, you said uh, we're starting uh, with Justice League. No, I know. I said that we're going to do that in the first deal. We're talking about no. Dark Detective. Okay. Uh, that was just what we were talking about before. Uh, Future State Dark Detective number one, written by Mariko Tamaki, art by Dan Mora, colors by Jordi Belair, letters by Edithia Bidikar, and then you end up having a yes. backup story by Matthew Rosenberg that we'll get to as we go into this. But Bruce Wayne is on the run from the Magistrate and Peacekeeper 101 in a story that is all about the visuals and feels, but little story. With my past with Mariko Tamaki, I was glad that she didn't screw things up, and there are still three more issues to get things going and figure out the story of a Bruce Wayne who might be dead but isn't. I did really enjoy the Grifter backup, though. It's one of the favorite things that I've had in this whole future state by Matthew Rosenberg because it was fun. It was a lot of fun. It was. And with this, you know, dark detective story here and the idea of Bruce Wayne, Dan uh, Dan Mora's art's great. The art is incredible. But I think that Mariko Tamaki might be relying on that too much. And like, yeah, I don't need to tell much of a story because it looks so pretty. Even though in this, we were talking, what future two, three? I mean, you're only going a couple of years ahead of the next Batman. We have books that are in the future of this that hardly look like this freaking Blade Runner future Gotham. Oh my I mean, God. They, they are so tech savvy. Well, this savvy. is 2027 that The Dark Detective takes place. And two this more only, years. That's the thing. Two more years after our original magistrate, like six more years after where we are right now, and it is Blade Runner Central with all the neon lights, the holographic technology. I'm like, shit, move fast, and it really came out of nowhere. It is. It's Blade. It's Hong Kong, Times Square, Times 20, Blade Runner-esque thing. When Ready Player the, One. Like you in the game. Up, seriously, you end up where people are going to an internet cafe where the internet just jumps out like Minority Report. I, I mean, like this it. shit's going on. Also, the big sticking deal here is a Bruce Wayne who's, you know, kind of like a hobo. He, he's kind of laying hobo, low. He? Yeah, he's laying low. And he ends up going past a gym that scans him and alerts them that he is alive. Like, where is this tech later when we get... 
so many decades in the future in the Superman Wonder Woman book, they're still using helicopters. Who would use that? I mean, helicopters? Seriously. But yeah, you end up having Bruce Wayne. And the way that this is set up, you go back to then, now, then, now. There's really not anything clever that's going on and with I that switch. And I hate the idea of then and now because right away, like one of the last books we're going to talk about in this podcast is Future State Robin Eternal Number 1. And in that issue, Tim Drake seems to be on his own believing that Bruce Wayne Batman is dead. So when we see the idea when we go back to then where Bruce Wayne was shot and it looks like he everybody believes that he is dead – I don't know how far we're going there or how long he's been undercover here. Like he got shot then. Now it seems like he, it might be years later since then because Tim in 2025 believes he's dead. This is 2027, but it seems like he's still holding on to that gut wound from where he got shot. So I'm like, how long ago well, that, was this? Uh, yeah. But even in that, that's in the then and, and you had. And, and that's the thing. Then no, I mean, when he's Batman, like, he actually sw- goes to swing right there. And well, it seems I mean, like- look at that guy doing that surgery, Eric. I mean, he didn't have a gentle touch. Uh, but Maybe I was so- looking at it wrong because he does have the Batman cow on when he is getting, you know, operated on by that fucking back alley butcher. But this whole idea that, like, when he, like, is running away from the helicopters and he has to go and put on the freaking Batman costume real quick and swing away – is it because he is still sore there? He's been out of it for a while. I, I don't understand exactly what I'm supposed to believe about this era's Batman the in 2027. The doesn't play out well. And we're in a future that isn't really well spelled out. So then means nothing. Then is nothing. If you don't get a year, you might as well just don't even do it. You know, because of the idea, like you said, Tim later says, but again – well, it's just like in Teen idea. Titans we had this week when they kept doing then and it had no context to anything that we're dealing with. Like, when is then and why? Yeah. And so don't don't play the then and now deal. Uh, and, and even with that, with Tim Drake saying Batman's dead, the idea I don't and I'm not going to be like an idiot and say he's saying it symbolically, Eric, in his heart. But I think <laughs> that the idea where he might think that he's dead even before or I don't know with the idea that it becomes an official proclamation of the deal with that who knows because things aren't spelled out and this is where I'm going to keep going with the idea I wish that we did have a even a four issue miniseries just called Future State that would set up some of these times and some of what's going on or at least going to it and whatnot uh, because yeah the now and, and then doesn't really matter and we're starting to see weird little things between books and stuff like that, but you do end up having Bruce on the down low. Well, you he and ends I were up- talking about off mic the idea of like, is there a lot of connectivity? Do the writers know what everybody's doing? Is there a through line for future state that everybody is following this whole thing? Because we don't have enough context right now to really see what's going on through the different issues that we have. Like the idea, like I said, in Robin Eternal, he talks about like Tim Drake talks about Nightwing being an Arkham. We see Nightwing in 2027 in the Teen Titans. No idea that he was an Arkham or insane or in that one. He also said that Bruce Wayne was dead. And was he dead in 2025 and he still believes it and he's been laying low for two years? I don't know. And, and there's not enough context to is- it. We have a Nightwing book where he's not just in a cell cackling. He's fighting in Arkham. He's actually fighting through. Yeah. But I'm saying like, is that, I mean, that should be connected. And where I think that the problem is, is most of these, I mean, really to, to be connected in with these Batman books, you just write magistrate peacekeeper. I mean, I could write it right now. Hey, the magistrate. All right. It's connected. I wish that we had more of, uh, the group books, like the Batman stuff, okay, th- it's pretty down, you know. Then you get the super books, but they're so scattered in years. Then you get the one. I wish that we did end up having some pretty set 
three timelines. If you're going to, not timelines, but times, if you're going to end up doing that, make it so that they're really tight within each other. Don't just sit there. And yeah, some of the fun would be, well, what's happening in this and then, but it's not been fun so far. I mean, that's like once we get done the end of future state, let's say it's like, you know, the beginning of March. And even though there's going to be one book at the end of March, is we're just going to script the whole idea. But all right, now I'm going to take all my books out and put them together like a puzzle piece to see where all the things go right now. Like all the, like, you know, references here or there. So I have a complete timeline. I'm like, that sounds so difficult and terrible. Yeah, yeah. And I was I was talking to my man Jay from Canada, and I just mentioned, I, I think that you need, like the magistrate, it's working enough with the bat books yeah. because at least you go, I wish that we had what would be an overall villain of, like make it the magistrate. Just make it the magistrate through the deal or peacekeeper. But, you know, we don't see peacekeeper in the year 2050 or, you know, because we would think oh, that. We, we, we won. Yeah, I know, but, but that, that, again, though, that doesn't USA. make it so. I need a thing where it's, it, you have, you need something to connect all these books to make it feel like it's all matters. You know, everything matters. That's what we were told. But here you have kind of like, well, I like the bad books and they're kind of together. And oh man, I like seeing John. And why is this John acting like that when he's this? Ah, who cares? It's so many years. Ah, I like your floor it seems like we're getting back to what happened with convergence and i think that when we're done with this because of that i'm afraid this is just going to be forgotten with a couple characters or moments that go forward no i don't remember crap about that i'm just saying like you got john from convergence it looks like we got yara floor nubia is another one that we're going to continue with it seems stuff like that um and i i would like more yeah, we didn't of get a- anybody out of future's end did we no, not really. I mean, we got that Tim Drake acting nonsense in Batman Beyond. I don't, even, I don't even know what happened there. He's there. He's like Bruce Banner, a disappearing actor. You know, he's hitching, gone. So you have this with the idea that Bruce, he is thought to be dead. He's trying to stay on the down low. He uses the rest of his money to be able to get surgery and back alleys. Uh, and, and even that, that the, rest, the rest of the Wayne, like pretty much the rest of the Wayne fortune, what he had to seem to be whatever was in his pockets at that time to pay that back alley. Now the which rest is Lucius. So. And that's the thing is like, but you think he would have had being Batman, some kind of backup in case something like this, like, you know, the contingency plan for what happens when Bruce Wayne is outed as it seems that he is now. I, I say that, but no, because it is believed that Batman was killed. Then Bruce Wayne was killed. So, like, what are we going to do now going forward? Who's going to be the person in threes that dies that this one waitress is talking about, this other, you know, cafe patron? But it's going to be her. I, it, it might be her. But, like, she even says that, celebrity like, stuff. We had that. Why is she talking about that at this point in time if it's, like, you know, old well, news? Well, that's why I said it can't be that old news where she's like, oh, like, it just popped up. And you do end up where they're there. And it's like, here it is, Batman's death pops up on the Minority Report deal as they're sitting there. So who knows? And it does get a little convoluted. We'll have to see. Again, this is played out with – it feels a lot like the next Batman where we didn't get a lot. We were introducing some things. We that knew was, why that we didn't get a lot out well, of that, that because we knew that DC the was like, who is the next Batman? You, we'll never tell. Well, I guess this one you can play out the dupe is – is Batman? Di- no, he's no, there. No. I know the, the dupe is he's right there. Let's get people to buy four issues and make them I, buy I just them with feel little that Bruce bits. Wayne, even though I would know that at some point in time he would probably have to go deep cover on his own, whatever, and he would have stash houses well, that he could get. You stuff say from. this. The thing that really throws that into the forefront on Front Street, Eric, uh, is later when Luke has the thing for Grifter. I have this card that's fifty thousand dollars cash. It's untraceable. It's all that. 
you you would definitely have a lot of those. Now, is it in the then he spent it all? He he hasn't been great with his money, Eric. He ends up throwing it around a lot. And, you know, hard habits are hard to break. So He's been buying a lot of action that. figures lately because I understand. I, yeah. Well, he almost got a gym membership. But even then, he's not real smart. And I will tell everybody, please, if we ever get to a future, and this isn't a far, far future, but if we get to a future where they have a billboard that's just a giant eye that's watching you, we got to end this shit. Also, an uh, alien cool. up there. That eye looks just crazy. <laughs> but yeah, you even have like a big Bruce Wayne thing there and, and whatnot because of his recent Death, that the thing is, you guess. don't want a giant eye. We have a giant compass in the center of town now that with a giant billboard in the center of it that's an eyesore. Isn't that a big eye? A big eyesore. I don't, it is an eyesore, but an eye that follows you? I mean, I don't know if it does, but it looks like it. Plus, it tells the time. What eye cares about time, Eric? They don't care about time. The one looking I'd in the mirror. I'd be so scared. I'd be like, look at this thing. It's, it's following me. Plus, it's green. Oh, my. It's probably a redhead. And and so you're having all these things, but there's Bruce. He walks by, and I did get a chuckle. He walks by a gym that, again, is so advanced tech that, like, it's scanning you. It's not scanning your, you know, in Russia, Jim scans you, Eric. And, like, yo, Jim, bro. Do do I scan gyms in America? Yeah, you scan them when you're looking. I might go to that one, see? But, you know, they do have the thing, and somebody will say, well, Jim, if you're in a city and not in that shithole of Quaker Town, you do go past things, and they activate your phone and things. But this seems to activate his heart. It's coming right from him. And so they scan him, and he realizes this, and he takes off. It's not well played out. But then later, when the magistrate shows up, you end up seeing a little thing from that gym again as he's Batman fighting. I'm like, all right, I guess that that's what happened because you do see it scanned. But It's not played out very well. No, it isn't. It's not at all. And the thing about this issue that I kind of did like is you can take – the Bruce Wayne out of the Batman, but you can't take the Batman out of the Bruce Wayne, Eric, because he goes by an alley. But you can take the arms off that Batman suit and make, give yourself a short sleeve Batman costume for whatever reason. Uh, whatever reason, he remembers that kick-ass motorcycle riding look that he had in year one with Scott Snyder. He wants it back, When Eric. I see this, all I can think about is the way Barry Allen the Flash looks in freaking uh, – in uh, The Dark Knight Strikes Again, where he has the short sleeves and the shorts, and it's a black flash costume. I'm like, I hated that look so much paging through issue number one. I'm like, no, thank you, Mr. Miller. I will not be reading your book this time. I'm glad that you were at least respectful to Frank. <laughs> well, we're not Frank. close friends or anything like no, that. No, that's true. Me and him are. Uh, you end Me up alone where... in the comic book shop talking to myself. You know, it happens. So I'm Moto- respectful. Motocross Batman, Eric, was one of our favorite things. I mean, we <laughs> might get it back. He's going to have to go. And I, what I like of, figure what I think, What I think that's going to be going on on here is with a high tech and, and Mariko Tamaki is really pushing this high tech because Bruce Wayne, because he doesn't have money, he's going to have to go real low tech. Low tech means short sleeves, Eric. I don't know yeah, if you realize this. money for the rest of the sleeve. <laughs> Long sleeves, that's high tech. You, you don't have that. That's rich person's costume. It's almost like a Tim Drake Robin costume from back in 19. Actually, it's the same one that we have now, essentially. So it's pretty much like that. Is he ripping the, the cape? I mean, he's no, just no, going he's to ripping the-, the Bruce Wayne costume off the hobo costume to reveal the bat costume underneath. It, it's funny, too, because I tried that once. I am the hobo costume, Eric. I can't get rid of it. But yeah, I like the idea that I think that this is the play with such high tech. And she's really pushing it over the top. But it's going to be the low tech Batman going against the high tech brother. I almost with that. eye, all these things with that to go after the magistrate and peacekeeper. One is keeping the eye on Bruce Wayne seems to be very 
in tune that Bruce isn't really dead, but announcing he is, things like that. And that's where I think that you get the play maybe with Robin, with Tim Drake. Well, is I just, they're announcing the is, a lot of things not knowing. This is two years after the fact. And I just want to think that him being a part of the Bat family, he, like Bruce would have reached out to him, or at least, you know, Tim being the detective that he is, who actually originally figured out who Batman was, would find out that Bruce, and even after Bruce Wayne died in freaking Final Crisis, he went on because he believed that Bruce was alive and proved it. And this whole thing, like, he would not have given up. Well, he wouldn't have, but he... I don't, I don't know, because this is the thing. Coming out of death metal, we don't know what, how, what. You, you kind of get that. Everything matters. Well, you kind of get that the thing resets, and they're not sitting around saying, oh, my God, what about that death metal, huh? But he was dead there. But then you go here to have him dead and in the shadows, and I do think that we'll possibly even see him working with Jace or Tim Fox. The next Batman? Yeah, and, and so maybe that'll fill in. With these other books as well as this one Where we have three more issues But I think that it's on his best interest To pretend that he's dead And go undercover And that may mean keeping away And you know how Bruce is The guy could probably go ten years Without saying a word And he'd be happy It's more like you I know Poor Jess But with that You could even do the deal they're after she me said good morning to me this morning like the go on you yeah really what do, what do, what do you, you get off this is good for who uh, well you might have batman like well i'd love to get a hold of tim maybe punch him around a few things give him a little Stop orders it. right talk to him punching him uh but that would probably lead to his death i gotta stay away from him. you know how batman plays. that doesn't make sense you know how well, he I plays the it. deal that he, he has to stay away and stuff i like just that. don't so think that tim would let it lie well you, you end up with that where if we're going to open up the whole deal, I mean, I'm still waiting for Tim to say, who the hell made this Jace guy the Batman? I, you know what I mean? And even then saying Batman's he made dead, himself the Batman. but then there's a next Batman and not mentioning. There's a lot of weird, wonky things, but you're not getting a ton from this story. You get the Peacekeeper. You get that. You get a Batman who is lower tech. He's got short sleeves. Freaking! Uh, why would that thing think that he needed to go to the gym? He is stacked. Holy crap! Look at those arms. I mean, I think that's Superman. Hobo Holy moly! Uh, but yeah, so you end up with him grabbing, like you said, it's a weird deal to grab the gut to have the whole deal, but it's just part one. Well, even four. after that, when he does the grapple gun and it freaking shoots at the window, and then he just slams against the wall for whatever reason, then falls to the ground. I'm like, what is wrong with Batman? I know. What is up with that hologram? Big guy in the tank top. I mean, this gym thing is going way over the top. But it's, it, it's like Planet Fitness. Whenever you watch like the New Year's Day freaking uh, New Year's Eve thing, like Planet Fitness is always freaking Planet doing that. Fitness in the Blade Runner universe. Yeah. I mean, this tech is incredible. All over Times Square, it's New Year's Eve. Uh, but yeah, so you end with just Batman grabbing his gut, and we'll see what's going on as oh my God. as Peacekeeper One is watching on footage from Sector. Who do you 05-02. think Peacekeeper One is, oh, Jim? Who do I think it is? I actually think it's Damien. I think that it's Damien. That's why I think that he is kind of concerned with. Announcing he's dead. He may be on the the, inside. Not even that, like, because we know that Damian Wayne has something to do with the magistrate because of what Tim Drake says in Robin Eternal, but what is his role in that? Who is the magistrate? But also, everybody fears Peacekeeper One, the head of the Peacekeeper, so that kind of makes sense. And he seems to be targeting the Bat family, things like that. And we'll see. Especially the Batman. And we'll see that the whole deal with, um, uh, Jason Todd, he's on the side of the magistrate. We'll see that coming up. And, and, and Tim mentions it in the Robin Eternal as well. But I don't know. The idea that they announced Batman's dead, but he obviously sees he isn't. And going with it, I actually well, think that think. it might Batman's be Batman's dead, Bruce Wayne's dead, but both those motherfuckers are all out and about. Yeah, yeah. So I, I actually think what's going on is that. But that's just my guess. It, it, it'll, it'll, Propaganda. It'll be the Joker. 
<laughs> it's just so, hey, it's me. But I, I, think it, I think it might be Damien, the idea that we haven't seen. Some people thought he was Red X at the beginning, but that theory was kind of squashed. So I'm going that Damien is Peacekeeper 1. And uh, with that, we're going to go to the next story. We won't end up telling until the full score by the end. But next story is The Grifter, No Future Past, Part 1, written, uh, by, yeah, written by Matthew Rosenberg, art by Carmine D. Giudomonico, colors by Antonio Fabella, and World Design on Letters. And it's uh, it's good. I mean, it's it, really good. It, Just the idea of going in 2027, which I have to assume is still like, – that's the thing is – I don't even remember. I think Grifter's actually 2025 when that takes place because I think it's something different than what the Dark Detective is, which is just infuriating to think about. But this whole idea of what does a Grifter do? Somebody you don't really know much about doing Wildstorm stuff in the era of the Magistrate in Gotham City. What is he up to? Because obviously he doesn't want to mask up if he doesn't have to. No, and and his main power set and things that he does is kind of based on you know, going after some certain alien stuff like that, and they ain't around. So, what is he gonna do? And he's hanging out, and he is playing cards. And, he, and I liked it. I thought that even this going was fun. under an assumed name because Cole Cash has pissed way too oh many my people God, off. Too many people. And I said to you, this could easily like the way that Matthew Rosenberg writes this. I could see him writing a Jason Todd Outlaws book. I think that he would be great because well, you, you and almost I, we feel were just like fanboying yeah. over this oh, whole we thing because of how up. much fun this this story is. This backup story, which is way better than anything in the Doctor Detective so in my good. mind. But you have Cole Cash, the Grifter, who is pretty much the the love child of Constantine with the wit and humor to Jason Todd's action adventure Americanism. You know, you throw them together, and even the idea let's say we get back to the present day if you want to continue on with grifter like we saw him in batman before future state but the idea is like like if you want to get them outlaws back together with fred hood red hood and the outlaws with grifter on the team could be really fucking be cool really good i i wouldn't even care if it was just grifter and red Honestly, hood going. Point, if, if you get if you get a, a grifter book going that doesn't have to rely on kind of the far out you know uh wild storm yeah, stuff that you I'm have saying. like yeah it would just, be good just incorporate anyway. grifter in gotham or whatever you want to do with them it could be really fun he'd be a really good team up with a lot of kids him and dick Grayson huntress. would be great and huntress all these things you can have a weird i don't know isn't somewhere in this world a grifter uh, kind of a bird he could be in the birds of prey no, i'm just no, saying it works not. he's there because he's like hey look at you you hey, grifter do you know. mind if we call you black condor now yes i do yes do i do mind and then they're like oh man he can't be in then he gives the middle finger they're like that's the bird you're in you're in we're, we're gonna fudge you this just passed because the i'm test. telling you he is in uh because he's so fun i heard you just want to put him people. somewhere not a lot of people know grifter i heard yeah. so many people say well i got this you know Dark Detective, I wanted to see Bruce Wayne or whatever, and then I, eh, I might as well He's read the, only the whole thing, thing. ever, even as a kid, that I found interesting about the Wildcats or Wildstorm or anything like that. People immediately fell in love with Grifter. And now, again, does that mean you're going to be able to read every Grifter story and love it? No. Absolutely you're not. You're not going to be able to. There are a lot of wonky things. Don't even read the New 52 one. Don't even. But if we could continue this, I'm in. I am fully in. In well, even his there. part in Future's End was one of the yeah, best parts yeah, with him and Alana Lang from Earth 2 teaming up to figure out what the hell is going on. I'm like, that was some of the most interesting parts of that book. So having him here and the idea that he is now wanted by the police, you know, they figure out who he is, which means if he's wanted by the police, he's wanted by the magistrate. And having the idea that Luke Fox needs to get a hold of him because Luke Fox needs his help to get the fuck out of town. This is all a lot of fun because then you force Grifter into a position he doesn't want to be in because now he Holy has to get crap. out too. Holy crap. He's there. 
And you end up having these cops come in, and he even says, "You don't look like regular cops." You're not like, cops. Come cops here. Will come in here. Cold cash grab, and they're like, "Cold uh, cash." I mean, everybody. Who said cold cash? cash? Where's cold cash? And it's so funny that you get the record such scratches a good, when she oh says God. cold cash, and they're all just looking, and you get people who are attacking well, them for you killed my brother. You did this. I like the one guy. I had you, you know, for protection for a job, and you never showed. He's like, "Oh my god, I've screwed." Up. And that's the that is the Constantine deal of it. The idea that he and just goes through, too. and he's a great. I hired that's you him. for protection, and you never showed. This guy is gigantic. Protection from who? Superman? <laughs> he goes from what? And there's a lot of fun. As Love the humor. He is just fighting his way. And it's in so this funny bar. because this is such a fun, like you know, humorous book because the narration you have. Because when a lot of times, whenever you think of like a jokey kind of book like that because of the narration that we have here it is read with a like a grifter part grifter of his mask yeah. so it looks it looks like deadpool a lot too so the idea that you have this humor with this humorous narration with this deadpool-esque narration black i'm like you know what? Maybe a red look like that is the way to funny. That's all you need, baby. And again, you can't keep going with this same deal because it doesn't really fit anymore. The Wildstrom universe and stuff like that. So he's going to be in here. Just go full out the the grifter and the idea that he does dupe people and he ends up swindling them and does things and makes a lot of enemies. Then he's you know the grifter, but he can't put the mask the on now and all that. It's so good. Yeah, it's so great. And he ends up then where they. He gets the shit beat out of him, and that that's the other thing that I really like. This is something that is not – it's not subtle, but it is the idea where he isn't just a guy pow, 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 and he gets away every time. He gets the shit kicked out of him and gets caught, and he ends up in the back of this tank-slash-van deal that they're going to put him away, and there is Luke Fox that's in I think that. in the future they call that a paddy wagon. Maybe. Patty Tank. And when he goes in, I even just the little dialogue, Matthew Rosenberg does such a good job where he ends up where Luke is in there and he's like, well, at least there's some good cops that aren't accepting bribes nowadays because he's there with this rich Luke Fox who has been arrested. So he's just going and Luke needs somebody to help him get out of Gotham, the whole deal with this. And it even and has the ideas for the playback to what we had in Batman before, like Future State and stuff like that, where Grifter was hired by Lucius Fox. And they so start like, to mention, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> you owe my father, so technically you owe me because you didn't get the job done, apparently. And I'm like, oh shit, what happened to Lucius? But we saw Lucius before in the next Batman, so what does that mean? And he says, whoa, whoa, let's not mention that, whatever, but, well, Luke, just you're rich. Just use the money. He's like, listen, I don't want my dad to know I'm Batwing. All right, I'm sold. There there you go. He wants to get out. Why? What? Whatever. We'll find out. And he ends up having this untraceable card with all this money. And this is what I said does make you feel like Bruce Wayne should have had tons of these because I'm assuming this is are one that Luke like, found. Are they just like prepaid cards? Like I put $50,000 on this prepaid no debit card. You know, our stupid credit cards. But oh, I, credit cards. I right. think that these are things that Luke, because he's tech savvy, things like that, when his dad takes over the whole Wayne Industries and the money, I think that Luke found some of these. I think that this is definitely just a like Bruce Wayne type find side your money. Yeah, they find it all right. It's just in my wallet then. There's not much. But <laughs> they end up where you know, it's such a cool plan and such a cool progression because there's Cole. He's used to doing this stuff. This is his stuff, right? There's Luke Fox in his suit. He swings over because they are handcuffed to the roof. He swings and kicks Luke right in the middle. It breaks his nose, blood everywhere, and then goes, hey, guys, this guy back here, he passed out. And he's bleeding. He's puking up blood. He's, it's just, he's up crazy. Blood. And it's so funny because just the idea of puking up blood, it's because there's blood going everywhere from him kicking and he's passed out. 
So like, hey, oh my god, we like, gotta stop this. Well, not only that, it's like you know who this guy is. Lucius Fox is this guy's father. They're like Gotham royalty. You better get back here, and make sure he doesn't die. Yeah, he oh, can't shit, die. I guess or I you're in trouble. It. And so they do go back, and he's like, hey. You're not going to make a move, scumbag, unless you want an ass kick. And he's like, I promise I won't. Then he does. He ends up doing, and the classic move where he wraps his legs around. He's oh, yeah. choking out the guy. Uh, it's pretty cool. Even he the visuals shooting really Cole. good. Cole's moving around, so he's shooting at the driver, causes the paddy wagon to flip over for their escape. Yeah, which they, that was not part of the plan, he says. But even then, it's, he's it's yelling. He's yelling to Luke, Luke, come on, help me out here. I oh, still passed out. Come on, Luke. And then finally, Luke comes, hard. and you end up having this other guard. And it, it made me laugh so much because you're like, come on, Luke, you know, I don't use guns. Well, I do. Boom. Shoots the guy right in there. And that's so Deadpool-esque, where he's just like, bang, gets him. And then as they're leaving, he goes to that guy. Hey, by the way, make sure you tell him that it was Luke Fox who did it. And the thing with that is, I assume that he's just going to do it so that he could sue the Fox family. It's so much nonsense, but it's so fun. And well, they even go, when that becomes a running gag later on, like, you know, oh, I can't believe it. Like, when you shot that guy, you shot him. That's between you and him. Yeah, <laughs> that's between you and him. I don't know. That's, that's your word against his. I don't know, guy. So they go off and they get to an apartment. And, and this is where it's like, Cole, the shit's hit oh, the man, fan. Oh, man, how many safe gone. houses do you have? This is where I live. Yeah, it's oh, like, this oh, is my nice. apartment. It's so funny. It's like such a shithole. <laughs> He's just got tarps over wet. Oh, man, this is one of your tents sitting now. This is my apartment. Thank you. And they start going off and he has all these guns and he has the higher tech stuff, too, because of who he is and what's going on in this crazy future anyway. But, yeah, he ends up getting Luke and he's going to take him to a person who can help the deal, help to get Luke out. Well, when they start walking down and this is where I like this, like you liked in the next Batman with the Bane Leto's and stuff like that. You said it gave you a little flavor. I like that. You just you like have, the Black Mass Syndicate? I, I'm telling you, I just like that they just are there as they're walking by and like everybody, because now you have Cole, he puts on, he's Grifter, he puts on the mask and he's going out with the mask. And in the meantime, Luke doesn't have a mask. He has just a hood over he that. Has he has a ski see. mask with no eyes. Yeah, he's there because, you know, Cole <laughs> I said. I can't tell you where we're going. And Cole That's said the, the person that we're going to see would not like it. If we end up, well, we're, they're going and they just run into just this, the this black, black mass deal, which well, I really thought was Squiffer. Huh. Is that, is that, is that our friends of yours? I don't know. Hold on. You fucked us, Grifter. Nope. Definitely not friends. <laughs> He's like, nope, nope, not friends. And this is where you start getting some pretty cool ideas and them whispering to each other and stuff like that as things are going. That does even continue with all this. Well, Tony, because- the idea when he's talking to the Black Mass Syndicate, it becomes John Rice Davies' character Sala from The Last Crusade when he's trying to protect Martin Brody from the Nazis with the idea. It's like, well, here's the thing, Ron. I have the money, <laughs> but we actually need, like Luke, Ron, to talk to the Queen of Clubs first. I really want, Ron, now. I want, you know, the whole idea, he keeps going with this whole thing, and I am laughing so hard at this because Luke is not picking up on what he's throwing down here and he finally has to say start fighting run yeah it's so fun also Luke is is he's a nice dude right he's a nice boy and so when they're like hey he's a good boy they're like hey uh, Grifter you owe us money whoa 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 I got money I mean this guy here he's paying me tell him Luke yeah, we got fifty thousand dollars on this card. Oh, don't Get say that. Card. And they're going. He's like, "Oh my god, that, that what, wasn't you what you're supposed it? to say." Well, what was I supposed to say? You were supposed to make up something, <laughs> dummy. It was supposed to be like, "Yeah, we're gonna go do this job or whatever." He's like, ah, "I got the money right here," and it plays out so well of the idea that 
Grifter is a lying sack of crap. That's what he always He's does. Grifter. That's his character's <laughs> name. Luke is a hero who also has a lot of money. So he doesn't understand what's going on here. And the fact that Grifter thinks that he would. Thinks that he's like, oh, yeah, tell him, Luke. And he expects this extravagant story. No, no, got the money right here on the card. $50,000. Get the card. Run, Luke. And they just they start running then and then pretty much just run again into the magistrate, only then to fall into this bakery where you end up where you're just like, huh, I guess I still got it. I still have to walk. Yeah, because that's where they're going. And so they're walking and, and Luke is. Starting to lose some patience. He's starting to get pissed and like, what? A bakery? What's going on? I need to get out, whatever. And that's where you have Grifter with his cards there. Even throw in a little Why gambit deal here. Why is known right? as the queen of clubs? I don't know. Because she likes to club, Eric. She goes to the club. It's a weird thing. It's almost like Huntress is the big, like, you know, the reveal that we can't really, like, like spoil beforehand. So we can't call and say that we're going to the Huntress. So we've got to go to the queen of clubs. And then we pull out the idea and, the queen and of clubs card has, that, has the Huntress on it. Is it the Royal Flush Gang? going on and it's her and i like the idea where he gets there and he, he cole takes the the mask off and, oh, oh my goodness and like he's catching his breath pulls out this card like i said now he's like that dirty cage and gambit and he lights up right. and he's like yeah we're here you know we're gonna meet the huntress but you don't want her to get mad at you and she's hanging like a freaking bat ready ready to shoot Grifter there, it's it's a great cliffhanger. And, and the story is so good. And, and if you end up where I talk More about the, this, I talk about the next I talk else. about the next Batman where we had the outsider story, then we had the Astrid Arkham Arkham Knight story, and like some people did No, this this is this better. Is where it's at. This should be the book should be called Grifter Read My Ass and then the rest. By the way, you'll get the Dark Detective as well, because boy, this is fun. It, it, can this backup be my book of the week? It Can it be, be my book of the year? Can it because be? it could. And Tony, the thing is, the way it is, it could be my book of the week as well. If it's you're still my book like of the that. week. Uh, but with it's it not because mine because I didn't like the Dark Detective as much as I was hoping I would. You get a full story with this. You know, it's going to continue, but you get the same amount. And the Dark Detective is just a setup, but the art's incredible. So I have to go with the idea that I'm reading in this Grifter thing. One of the best things I've read it all year. You know, if, if this was a single deal. This might be, you know, we get a couple of these book of the years type of deal. It's that good. It's so fun and so good. And I think that where you get this, you're dealing with this future state. You're dealing with the magistrate, but they're not going too far into it because Grifter's not real. Can I mean, to Grifter, it's it's the fuzz. Run the fuzz. And so you don't have to sit there and have somebody watching him and then going and playing coy with an identity and doing this. Well, even with that, they're showing off the other aspects of Gotham City, the seedy underbelly. So we're not dealing with actually the like the the big bad of the book. We're dealing with the lower bads of the book who are just as dangerous. I think that you also get a little reprieve as a writer where it doesn't have to be that important. This is just your story. This doesn't have this isn't have to be a future state story this could be at any point you just end up having oh it's not the magistrate it's the police or it's not and so i really really like it i really do and overall because of that i'm giving this an eight out of ten overall and it, it, most of it is for this but the art in that dark detective is oh, really, really really good so i have to give that some props and i'm hoping that we learn more. I just think that Mariko Tamaki going back and forth with this time that's not real well explained is to it's to cover up. We say a lot of time jumps and things like that and going back and forth. And we don't have to play the Pope fiction. 
every time. And when usually that happens, it's because it's disguising no story. And yeah. then try to make it because the transitions make you feel like something well, is happening. Even with the back and forth, like here's what happened then. Bruce Wayne got shot. Now he's on the run. Is he Batman? Is he not? Is Batman dead? Isn't he? Bruce Wayne is still Batman, but he ain't like you knew him before. Well, like, what else is going on? I can't tell you, You're but I just told you everything that's happened out. right now. It's just the whole thing. The whole, like, everything being, you know, so shoved in mystery. It's, it's maddening to a degree with one of this because I want to know what's up with Bruce Wayne. I'm getting conflicting review, like, reports about what's going on with him. And even in this, what does he do? He kind of goes to a cafe. He runs down an alley. He runs down another alley, puts on a freaking Batman costume, hurts himself swinging, and then falls down. Batman. Batman. <laughs> Hobo Batman on a motorcycle, maybe. But what would you give? What would you give him? No, I'm done. The Grifter story does elevate the shit out of though. I can only give it a 7 out of 10, though, because even though I love the art in both these stories, the Grifter thing is great. It's just I was left wanting so much more out of Dark Detective. Now, so I don't if even it feel was like called it was a- Grifter, but with a Dark Detective backup, maybe because you're supposed to get this big answers with Bruce Wayne, it sucks yeah. that you, you have to wait. And it's playing coy and not giving you much. But again, that's kind of what I thought in the next Batman as well. But there were reasons, but there's always reasons, Eric, right? Always the reasons. reasons. The this reasons. seems to be the edict that, like, DC Surratt, they're all the writers right now. It's like, throw yourself, somebody in the middle of a story, don't explain shit, and go forward. Yeah, that's that not a make real a great good story. <laughs> hey, hey, boss, what are we supposed to do here with these books? Eh, just throw your shit Make in it there as confusing as possible. Don't explain nothing. Make shit okay. confusing, say then and now. division it is. Yeah, but when's the <laughs> then, boss? What time? Don't even say when. You shut your mouth and just do what you're told, WandaVision. Why you keep calling me <laughs> the WandaVision? <laughs> I ended up watching the first episode of the WandaVision. I liked it because I just like old-time TV. So I was I like, think oh, you why? like episode two more. Yeah, I probably will. I'm going to watch that a little later. I figured I'm going to get up on things, Eric. I'm going I'm to stay up. More of a Bewitched up. episode. Well, in the beginning, it had that Bewitched feel right away. And I well, really it even has the Bewitched that. opening in the second oh, episode. Oh, my. Are we going to have Dr. Bombay? Does he show up? If he does, I'm going to love it. Uh, No, Uncle Arthur's there, though. Okay, well, that'd be cool, too. Justice League number one, Future State Justice League number one is next. Uh, Main story written by Joshua Williamson with art by Robson Roca, Daniel Enriquez, Romeo Fajardo Jr., and Tom Napolitano with a JLD story written by Ram V with Marceo Takara, Marcella Mayala, and Rob Lay. It's odd. I don't know. I said lay for the first time in like years. It's odd. This you, you book say didn't come Rob out. Lay every single time. I, think I, say I swear lee. to God. No, no, you never do, and it bothers me every time. I thought I said lay, and now lee feels weird. Also, <laughs> that doesn't feel right. It doesn't have the good mouth feel. Speaking of which, we have a new toilet. Eric does not have a good butt feel. It's Poor odd. Mouth. This book didn't come out at the end of the month. Well, when you're out of toilet paper, what are you going to do? So that all the characters in it could be properly introduced. So we don't have to set up rules, so they're not. But hey, here we are. Joshua Williamson doesn't have a lot to work with, and so there are rules set in place to explain why we don't get more character work before our team gets taken down by the Hyper Clan. In the JLD story, Ram V gives us a Merlin versus the magic users of the future, and while the story itself takes a while to kick in, I was on board by the end and liked that better than the main JL story before it. What up, witches? And so, yeah, I, <laughs> I'm i one of the ones who uh, did not like this Just League story by Joshua Williamson. He one of the ones. Well, I'm not seeing a lot of people hating it as much as me. Oh. So 
you end up where Joshua Williamson, you know, he's Mr. Generic to me. I, I hate to say it, but I don't because what he wants to do is, hey, look at me. I'm the Batmans. I love the Supermans. Hey, I'm the Supermans. I love the Batmans. Hey, I'm the Flash. I run fast. And then Jim knocking into? I spilled coffee all over myself. I'm Jim and I'm an idiot. <laughs> Bumbling loser. So you end up, I'm going to move a little aside here, Eric, while that goes. Hey. That was hot coffee, Eric, and it got on me privates. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> but you end up having Joshua Williamson where you, you haven't. really passionate about Joshua Williamson. <laughs> I, was, I was flailing around. <laughs> and what happened is I almost hit the coffee cup over. Now, just here, just visualize this. The coffee cup's to I my left. My coffee cup's to my left. I feel how, like I lived it. Eric, how the hell can I then spill the cup on myself if it's to the left and because I'm you going swept that way. the legs I, I swept over realized oh my god I almost spilled my coffee then when I came I clipped it with my finger and actually pulled it down and my own right freaking, here on my private I'm like lit on my own worst enemy Eric so you end up here with a generic oh, story again so <laughs> yeah. uh you end up though where I don't blame Joshua Williamson fully you you can't let anybody know who the next Batman is yet. That hasn't been revealed in book. You haven't had a book with Andy yet, the Aqua Woman deal, you know, Arthur and Mara's daughter. Uh, we love her, but we haven't seen yeah. her yet in the books. You end up having Kid Quick. Not we haven't adult, been introduced no. yet. So all these things, no. And and you had Yara a little, but this is before. Or even Joe Mullen in a main continuity book outside of the exactly. Black Label or and Young Animal I'm glad you might mention that because of the idea that she's in the Far Sector deal. So yeah. you have a lot of characters that you don't know if you just aren't aware of them or some that aren't revealed yet. So Joshua Williamson really can't do much with them. So he does set up this idea that the Justice League before this one was taken down because they were too personable. They were best friends. They ended up giving each other secrets, and then somebody used that against them well, from this within. Is the idea. They were almost like, you know, a um, Maxwell Lord for how close he was to the Justice League before and stuff like that. He, the person from the inside, because of how big the Justice League became and how open and, everybody and was you, with their identities of and stuff. the cartoon, right? Like, I mean, there's a trillion people involved in that Justice League. Oh, no, that's the thing. It's the just League Unlimited, I thought of that obviously because that's what Scott Snyder was going with with his Just League run where he opened it, it up to like, like it was every time you see there, yeah. everybody, everybody's in the fucking Hall of Justice. You have nothing for them to do, but they're always right there. I mean, so Harley every- Quinn's in there because exactly. of Bendis, right? You and the whole thing. So like this idea, this is actually what enrages me the most about uh, one of the things. But when you have the flashback, they were betrayed, the Justice League. After that, the, the building fell to pieces and they were betrayed. Well, when you have the Just League facing down against this, you know, you see a dark foot is what you see in the foreground. So you have no idea who it has betrayed them because we're going to leave that up for later. Maybe we're going to get to that someday when we get back to the present. But or I'm like, maybe it'll tie in the end, me. but there's too much going on here. But go on. But because of this betrayal, the new charter has been written down where any of the new Justice League members, we got to stay away from the way that we used to do things. So anybody now, you got to keep yourselves to yourself, your personal shit to yourselves. Nobody gets to know your secret identity, no inner relationships. Just keep it, you know, you're here as heroes to be heroes, and that's it. While our new Justice League talks about it, it doesn't seem like anybody in my no, mind and, and follows that charter. That's the problem is, but Cause that's, they're kids. That's what, which they're not but really. that's what gets me upset about it mainly because, number one, I know that you can play the game or whatever, but this is a Batman who's been a Batman for quite some time now. And they don't mention it. It's only because we haven't gotten the reveal yet. You can't reveal it here because we're going to get it in the next Batman. Oh, and book, Justice which League takes place in yet. 
2040. Yeah, so this is a Batman who's been around for a long time, and, and they are a team, but you don't really know how years. long you know, have they yeah. been going. And so with that, you are getting a story where I think that by the end, they're going to realize that, boy, knowing what each of us do and being friends is what makes the Justice League great. Now, that's fun to do a meta thing in the story, but that's why I like the Justice League. So not getting it artificially almost feels odd to me. And now, so, what, what is it that you like about the Justice League? I like the Justice League being buddies. I like them okay. knowing the thing. So when they well, do it's, go, it's a little bit different because the thing is, that's one of the things that like, you know, Nightwing and Wally West were talking about how the Titans are a family and the Just League are a task force where they don't like it. It is aren't true, but they aren't because when they do go, and that's the thing, you, you get the, okay, they show up, Barry gets right to the collecting evidence and cracking wise and half the time it's not even Barry, it feels like Wally or whatnot. But then you get Batman Depends and Superman and Wonder Woman they're best friends, especially Batman and Superman. And then you get Aquaman, who's never invited to the party, right? And then you get a rotating, you get, you get a rotating Green Lantern. But I, 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 I'm actually just happy they put Martian Manhunter in this background. Like, how often does he get to hang yeah, out? Yeah, really. Anybody? And so, really, I just like them to know what they fit, the role they fit on the team. Like they say, in this, you play this trope where it's that far ahead. And again, we don't know. That they've been a team for ten years. Have they been a team for one? Did they well, just yeah, start last week? We don't know how long week? the old guard we is, but it's know. like you know, Superman seems to be, have been off for a long time to the point where John was the Superman of Metropolis in 2030. This is ten years after that. So has John been the Superman of the Justice League this entire know. time? So and we with don't know that, enough. When you get to the crime scene, because you set up the best scene in the book, the is coolest. that the old. Hall of Justice has been taken over by the Legion of Doom with uh, Tio Morrow and Dr. Ivo, and boy, time has not Tio been Morrow kind to Professor them. Professor Ivo Ooh. are the most hideous old men. They might as well be Dan Aykroyd from Nothing But Trouble, the way they look in this whole thing, because they have not aged well at all. But when you see these guys being the head honchos of the Legion of Doom, which is kind of cool the idea, like, I like to think they have like a dual leadership going on. Maybe, you know, Ivo is, says he's the leader, but I like the idea of these both the old guard here are the dual leaders. But it doesn't you, matter much as we go, but that's, well, I that's also like is, that they even have some of the paraphernalia left over from – they got a Superman cup there and they got the, <laughs> the cracked freaking well, table thing and is, things. It's cool that some of the paraphernalia might be left on, but not everything because it seems like there are like you know antagonists of this book, the Hyperclan and their freaking prison might have been left behind as well for anybody yeah, to grab. but that this seems to almost, be – their plan. This is almost like a, a fortress of solitude, like Superman leaving his ship behind kind of thing from the, you know, the endless winter that we just dealt with. But this Legion of Doom in the 2040, we got Ivo and Tio Morrow here. And then you got Despero, the daughter of Despero. You got a Maze X. I'm like, oh, that's cool. The next, like the next level of a Maze and stuff like that. And even you got Cobalt Blue, the freaking, you know, the, uh, the, Freaking the twin brother of Barry Allen, who was switched at birth with <laughs> to go to the uh, the Thorns, the Screech Owl, freaking Talon Resurrection, the Flood, an Ultraviolet Lantern, all of these elements. I'm like, I need to see more. Yeah, of these and things. it's cool, but this they is have the a greatest plan. thing ever, and, and it, it's cool. So you're like, oh man, this is gonna be fun. And so Ivo's talking about a plan. Oh my god, it's all gonna end. We're gonna take down this Just League tomorrow, tomorrow, and then they get killed. And they get killed Tomorrow, seemingly. Tomorrow, our just like show up at the crime scene with the Legion of Doom murdered in the old Hall of Justice. Yes, they're they're just slaughtered. And 
with that, by the end, it does seem like the plan was to open up the vault yeah. to get the, the hyper clan we got to the help hyper-clan, them, but the hyper clan we'll ain't go- going to play with anybody. And the so hyper they end up clan was them. meant to kill the Justice League, and they killed the Legion of Doom instead and still went off with their own plan to go and take over the Justice League. And again, you're, you're making the steal where I thought, the this, I thought this was a cool setup with these neat things, Despera, and even anybody going to tell Despero that his daughter's dead and all that? But it Dude, just, I hope that Despero shows got up in the main continuity after this and we get back to our present because in a, like becoming a Wonder Woman villain like that, that'd be great. But the biggest tragedy of all of this, when you get the Legion of Doom here of this era – is that we don't have the best thing to ever come out of Future's End, and that is Jeff Lemire's character, Polar Geist, that showed up in Justice League United, and it was a freaking Equinox villain. We have not seen that character that ever since cool. that one issue of that Future's End. Cool. I want him to show up. He's a, oh, scient- a cyborg, like a scientific madman who rides on polar bears. I need more of him. Now, they show up. That's a crime scene. You have the slaughtered, you know, remains, everything. There's this water goo type deal, all this going on now. That's the flood. That's what's left of the flood. When we get with the idea, when we get to the hyper clan, you don't really know what happened because the hyper clan, when they were defeated in the Grant Morrison JLA book, they were brainwashed and they ended up walking amongst us. That's the biggest problem about this. So I don't know. But my biggest problem is. How long has the Justice League been a team? Because they show up. They had to have been at some crime scenes or something. They are fumbling and bumbling. Nobody knows who does what still. And they go back with the, well, the Flash, he collects. I mean, how does you end up having Yara Flora? Hey, check for evidence, Flash. Why would she think that it's a Barry Allen thing when she, we don't even know that she even knew Barry Allen. And the whole idea where, is this the first time, is this their first rodeo they've gone out? Because you end up having Joe come in. Hey, hey, don't touch anything. I got it. But, it, oh, man, you, that the Flash doesn't always do that. She's not Barry. And so you end up like, eh. Yeah, so what's the deal? And that threw me off. The idea that every time because of this rule, even though it's silly because Yara Floor is known as Yara, John, John. You end up where Batman, you don't know because we haven't revealed that, but Andy just goes by. I mean, most of the people know their names, and they have a team, and they don't really need – it's not like they have two people, and John's like, man, we need seven. They have a, a capable enough team here, but the idea that they don't know they what do each seven. do. Yeah, well, but the idea they don't know who does the evidence collecting, like this is the first time, but we don't get that set up. It's just there to push that idea Oh man, we're not allowed to know what we. That's fine. You're not allowed to know what they do in their personal well, life. But you have to have a team. Wonder Woman take place. Do you well, recall? It takes place like ten years after this. 10 okay, or 20, so that's so the that thing. That's one after. of the biggest problems that I have with the idea is that in that with the different decades and you know stuff that we're doing the different years, I really wanted that to be a younger Yara Floyd than you see in the rest. For oh, the I way wanted that, that she to was be acting. right away that she was just off on her own in the Amazon. You could have easily played that out that way, but that's later. And so with that, you get these characters that we're falling in love with. I mean, Yara Floor, I love. I actually like Joe Mullen. I'm so really interested in Andy, especially cute well, as a button the idea now, that and, and because she quick. has a different kind of like ring than the rest of the Green Lantern Corps. So it explains she could still be a Green Lantern on the Just League because her ring isn't connected to the main power battery like all the other Green Lantern yeah, Corps we'll be talking who about lights next. out right now. Yeah, and, and even then, maybe you could just explain, well, it's a couple years and it comes back. But even so, you well, end it seemed up... like guys on that planet for a long time. Yeah, yeah. You end up, though, with this idea, like I said, that I, I'm not being able to settle in plus with this thing of 
hey, we're not allowed to have the it, – it just goes generic. You have John, boy, I'd really like to be back when we were a team and, and the people would come over to the farms and we'd have a dinner. I thought of that at the beginning of the rebirth Trinity. when you ended up yeah. having the Trinity book. It really was a, a nice little callback if that's what it meant. But with that too, you get John talking as Joe Mullen goes through the evidence, you know, talking, hey, Batman, what? oh, he disappeared. Things always stay the same. I'm like, you're, well, you're going with that is, Barry Allen collecting the evidence again. Now, that's no, not their for thing. For some reason, I feel that this is different just because it's an, a thing that is forced upon them with this new charter. And like, again, we don't know how long they've been the Just League, how long this has been instituted, but hearkening back on a better time, the Just League, when it was more of a family situation, like Wonder Woman and Batman would show up to the farm for dinner. And now it's like, now we just got a cold person, a coworker that we have here. I can understand harkening back to something that you saw but didn't get to experience. Like, yeah, but man, I don't I think I he would have that. seen that then. I, you know, I don't think he saw that even as a super son. That's more really well, a he's talking about, thing. No, the, I'm talking about like when they would come to dinner and he would go to the Hall of Justice like he talks in this. No, and, you know, I'm come just and see saying everybody. about Batman disappearing. I, I oh, mean, no, that's a no. Bruce Wayne thing. That, and that's it, a Batman it just, thing. But that's a generic thing. Because you can't do anything with Batman. What else is he going to do? But give him some personality. You don't need to know a well, name even with or a this, person. Like, even though like I was talking about the idea that you're forced in a situation you might not like, it doesn't seem like anybody on the Just League is following the other. Because I feel like there has been something between John and Yara for in the past. There's obviously something going on between Jess and Andy. And even this one thing here where Joe Mullen tells everybody to go off. She's going to do all this on her own. And Batman looks back at her and says, you sure? And she says, not like I have anything better to do. I really feel that Joe Mullen and, you know, uh, Jace, <laughs> Jay, what if you want to call him Jace, but Tim Fox, they had something and they're kind of on the outs now and it might not be that great. I feel like everybody has paired off at a certain point because they have to, they are doing this, you know, like, you know, against HR situation here. But again, the HR is just them. I yes. mean, you know what I mean? That's what's so, expected of them. But it's it's but it's not really anybody watching or expected. It's just something they're like, well, they made that rule before. And, and to me, they make, they make the rule as they disbanded. Hey, if you take over, you do this rule. You're like, really? Like, you're doing that? It's just a weird idea. Well, I feel that they like, didn't really disband where it was like people like came in and out and everything like that. Because but even again, later, we don't know. Like in, uh, like in you know, just like uh, next week, I think of Shazam. Shazam is the leader of that Justice League and stuff like that. It's a different team, and that's 2029. I'm just saying to you that pretty much to me this charter is only there because these characters haven't all been introduced, especially the identity of Batman. So when people are like, well, they've been a team for 15 years. Why wouldn't they know each other? Oh, there's the charter. It's, it's such an artificial thing. And believe me, when the next issue comes out and everything's in the clear, these assholes are going to be talking about everything they do, and that's going to be the meta deal of, oh, we, we always have to be together to be strong. But with that, you end up having – Yara and John, they're having some food. You know, you end up having Andy and Kid Quick. They're hanging out in Amnesty Bay. And so you end up getting the, the Hyper Clan impersonating each and one of them. And, and if the story and had If you more don't know, the Hyper Clan are white Martians that yeah, were the they're first, you know, they were the first bad guys of Grant Morrison's run of J JLA back in 1997. And they can change their look. They shape yeah. shift their being Martians. Martian powers. So you have all this going on. And I think that if this would have had more time or you had the you would get something because you end up having you know yara and john show up in amnesty bay it's not them but because you're not going to be able to play the dupe of oh that's not 
like John at because we don't really know. You don't really well, know how that, these because characters they're kind of thrown act. off right away because the idea that Jess and you know Andy are kind of canoodling here and they're not supposed to. It seems like they're almost caught and like they don't know how to act right away with Yara and John being well, at the door the, out of the nowhere. The thing is, though, to me, the way that you're playing this. It should be more of a dupe because we saw canoodling going on with Yara and John. So it's not like you're like, oh, my, they just show up all mad. But again, we we didn't have somebody. I wish that you would have set it up where Yara is strict to these rules. Listen, one person has to be and say, we got to go by these rules. That's the deal. The rules, the rules. And have that person going around. So there's the dupe. You think it's in character. Just John and Yara showing up. What are you guys doing? You, you don't even get talk. anything. Blast, blast, blast. Because the big thing is, while they're saying, oh, what's going on with you guys? All of a sudden, Joe Mullins, hey, what's up, Superman? Hey, Superman can't be there in here. Oh, no, blast, blast, blast. And they get taken down. There's not enough room and not enough setup to have that dupe that we would normally have. Maybe even somebody impersonating Yara for an issue or two where she's acting different. They're trying to be that, but you're not going to be able to do that here. So they just blast them and we don't know where they go. They're not dead. They seem to be in some prison that the hyper clan says, Oh, they're going to have that hell that we have. It almost seems like a little mother box that they zap them with, which might even take them into like some kind of parallel. That's what I think it would be. And like a, you know, some sort of deal where they're just in suspended and, you know, almost like a phantom zone type deal where they'll be able to talk and say, well, let me tell you, my name's Jace. And this, and you know, you'll have all this, and then they'll realize. You think it's going to be like Wonder Woman and Batman and the freaking demon layer with the gentleman? Yeah, I, exa- I, I think exactly what they're going to do because listen, they end up where the Hyper Clan then comes out and says, "All right, well, we we fucked up with Grant Morrison because we came as ourselves. The world couldn't accept us. Now, when we got freed, well, they by didn't, those they stupid didn't come deal. as themselves. They came as over the top '90s superhero well, exaggerations. Again, but they were trying to, and you even see them there as they go. So I'm saying they're going for, but that didn't work. People didn't believe it. People were so they're just going to impersonate the Justice League. And now everybody will love us. I get the idea that nobody likes this Justice League and they'll be throwing shade at them. But I do think that the only way that I could see getting out of this is to have the characters of all of the just they're in this whatever dimension deal and they need to figure out how to get out. Well, you're going to have to say, well, listen, I'm this and here's my ring and I was a cop and I did this. Oh, well, I'm from this other multi. You'll, you'll end up with them opening up to each other so that they can devise a plan where each of them is put in the position they need to. Unlike when we started out, hey, they're flesh, get the evidence like we're going to actually get a plan of how everybody comes together. And then at the end, John will say, this is why we need a big team. And then you'll get it. And that's the end. Boom. I'm done, Eric. I, I just told you the story. But overall, I think it's just overly generic because it kind of has to be because I just I, it should come out at the end of the month. got some weird things about it, like the way that some of the characters are looking at each other, the dialogue evolved. Right? You had a lot of stuff that's going on in the background that's not actually just right on the but surface even with in my that, mind. Like we don't you don't know what's going on with it. Jace might have a wife. We have no idea. We we don't know he, these characters. He was characters. sitting in an apartment by himself, no, staring well, out the window. It doesn't mean that he, he's waiting for his wife to come back with the Chinese. She was late. Jace is, is a loner. It looks and, like and, he does not so, live a great life. But to get these little hints of characters that we know nothing about, and you read the one issue of the uh, Far Sector, so you don't really know how she's playing it and all this stuff going on, and eh. so I just I think it would have been better served if we knew these characters a little I better ourselves. I wish that there were more Justice League members because out of 
the HyperClan, you got Amortal, RMX, Fluxus, Primate, Protex, Tronix, Centurion, and Zoom. But we only have five Justice League members for them to impersonate. What are those other two guys doing? Well, we'll see. I don't know. They're doubling up. They had two Johns, remember? Hey, there's, Actually, I think there's three going somewhere. And so with uh, the deal, maybe we'll get to see who betrayed the Justice. I don't know. There's a lot going on with one issue left. So we'll see. But then we go to the JLD story. Which is good enough. I mean, you could read this if you're a JLD fan, you're a Ram V fan. You could read this without even worrying that much about it being quote unquote future state. Yeah, you're going to get the future stuff, whatnot. But it's just the idea that Merlin is on a witch hunt. He's destroying magic. Which I'm all telling over. you, the thing is about James Tyne, and we complain about his run on the JLD because we're always just pushing things further without getting a great resolution to anything. It just kept continuing on with no real climax to anything. But at least it felt fake. He did things to make it feel like this was actually a threat to the world. Everything that Ram V does, to, in my mind at least, it's feels like a so little, contained. Like, like a because, contained thing that's like something that's just like to throw shade at the team and nobody else or something like that or no it's just the idea because here we have merlin he's you know unleashed on earth he has a whole crew of knights for a witch hunt where they're going around the world and burning alive anything magical or any kind of magical users but we just have our you know jld team kind of dealing with like there's nothing like the rest of the world is doing to react like you think yes i'm superman or whatever any other kind of hero a caped hero that's not a magic user Hey, I got friends over like here who are being well burned alive. I better own, go look yeah, into this. If it was its own little time period a little later, uh, it might have done a little better thinking, well, I don't know what happens between then or something. But yeah, you're right. I mean, even this world, when you see Bobo and Zatanna walking through, it, it almost feels like that Swamp Thing like, one that feels, feels like so death far metals, ahead. Like, you know, the Metalverse world that the Batman who last created for how barren it is and how, like, you know, in bet- like, you know, how far you've got to go in between cities to find what you're looking for it almost. Now, if it was explained that they had a deal when that justice league got taken because they were sharing i don't know i don't know how to make it feel like a full deal but you're right it feels very contained like the end of magic and burning people at the stake yeah that's a magic people well, not thing. Only just people. stay we, away from we that we have zuriel yeah, a character yeah. we haven't seen in so long an actual angel of the presence he was somehow killed by being burned alive i'm like Shit, you know, everybody, we need to look in on this because shit is going bad, real bad. We need to end this right now. Like, Merlin is on the loose and he's killing angels. And, and that's a we cool need to setup. Stop this. And you end up where we find out that Bobo is now the deal, the connection with And Etrigan. I want to know more about that. Well, it seems like we're going to get it because they do say that Etrigan cannot fight Merlin because of the which contract. Which makes sense. But when you get to the end, yeah, Dr. Fate, listen, I'm going to have to tell you what really went down with Jason Blood and whatnot. I'm afraid that it's just going to be like... They didn't sign that last thing. When he says, do not write here, he wrote okay. He's like Homer. Oh, null and void. I hope that we find out more about what happened to well, Jason Well, I couldn't Blood. find it before we got on, and I meant to look into it further, but I didn't get the chance to. But I could have sworn that in the last JLD run that we had with James Tyne and stuff like that, when the under, like the uh, Upside Down Man came out and about and all the other stuff that we're dealing with, I thought that Jason Blood, for some reason, was separated from Etrigan and died right away. And I don't know if I'm thinking of a different but JLD animated then, movie or something like that. something Boba would be aware of, maybe. This seems like it's something a little more... You know, nefarious that happened in this wonkiness of getting to this future that things went a little wrong and Merlin ended up. But Merlin seems to be pretty much well, Merlin's centering. the brother of Etrigan. Yeah, so yeah. no idea why Etrigan wouldn't want to get involved bound, in that. But he bound yeah. Jason. And, but he well, says the, the thing, contract. Merlin was originally bound to Etrigan. Yeah, yeah. And he says, though, the contract is what makes them not be able to. I cannot attack. Like, we're going to get Merlin. I can't do it. There's a contract. I can't go against that. I can fight the people he sends to us, but I can't 
break that contract. There's things that can't be broken. And then the idea, you know, when they say at the end, well, we know about Jason Blood, it must be the idea to do that. But, I, you know, it's a cool wow moment where Bobo ends up being Etrigan. I, I will say that Ram Why is everybody tying not- shit to freaking Bobo anymore? Because even what we had in that Tales from the Dark Multiverse, Dark Knight's Metal, it's like, all right, here's Detective Chimp, but he's also bound with Red Tornado. I'm like, I keep for thinking, like, I'm getting all these different things with the Tales and the What are you going to do with a monkey with a metal. Sherlock Holmes hat? You have to do something else, I guess. But that's a wow moment, right? And do you You can't be that upset with the rhymes. Right with this Etrigan because they're they're a little long played, so they don't even feel like rhymes. Sometimes. Uh, look, the thing is, at first I like always with Etrigan because I hate Etrigan. Uh, I immediately hate it, but by the end, I wasn't minding them as much it, as it, usual because it's not like here we go off on the road. Where we go, I don't know. Right, look, like that. All the you times like that? that Etrigan shows up, for the most part, he doesn't have shit to say, and he doesn't need to tell me a goddamn thing. Here, there's a legit mystery going on, so I'm going to pay attention to what he's saying now. And, but you do make sure that you catch the rhyme, right? Because I always do. If I'm reading and it gets oh, yeah. too long, and I'm like, and if I and if I can, I get really upset. Heart. Uh, I had problems one time. I'm like, like, I don't think he rhymed. <laughs> here's Etrigan. Here's free, like doing his rhyming and stealing. Here's Zatanna with her backwards talk. Yeah, I'm like, I don't need your nonsense. <laughs> the, the, you have your worst and my worst. And, and all of really, a sudden, if Bizarro showed up from Bizarro World doing Bizarro talk, I'd lose my mind. Yeah, that that gets wonky too. But they end up needing to go on a quest here, find out what's going on. They end up having a gem. All these things going that leads them to Ragman, Rory Regan, and you're you're just going. And there are these set pieces where you're going here and now. Let's get to the next one with the other wow moment, and that would be Ragman. And he can't go when they end up having Merlin's. I, I want to call him the Merlin straight, Eric, as these these big guys, the goon squad comes to oh, crack the Knights. The Merlin's straight. I had no idea what you're playing. It's at. like my magic. It's the magical. Well, I got you eventually. But- magical straight. Do you like that? They end up coming here and. Rory says, oh, man, a bunch of nonsense happened. I got you. A lot of nonsense recently happened. We got, you know, these tricksters of magic. They came and they were getting some. They didn't want to tell me, but I could tell it was a cloaking spell. Now, I do want to know when we go and give the idea that Constantine came to Ragman here to find out, get some items and stuff for the spell that they're doing of like casting, you know, glamours and whatnot. When Z is asking him all these questions, Detective Chimp, and he pulls out a map. Why is that map wet? I, I think that he wet himself, Eric, or maybe he spilled his coffee. I'm telling you, on. I'm reading this, and I'm like, I want to know everything that's going on in this whole thing, because it's <laughs> interesting. He pulls this fucking map out of a filing cabinet, and it's wet. I'm like, I need to know more than anything why that map's wet, and I have no idea it why my mind got weird stuck. there. Who knows? But maybe it's like one of those maps that if there's a river on it, it's actually really – it's really water. Oh, it's that a Harry goes. Potter map. I it got you. It is. And so they end up, you know, you have this gem. Hey, you get this. We want this. We got gems. We got ley lines. And we're trying to find a way to hide everything that's going on. And Constantine was all about this. And Constantine let me be involved. was there. And they mentioned, of course, Satana. Ooh, Constantine. And so they're going to go. But then the, uh, the knights the magic come. straight. The magic straight shows up there. And they are going to kill all and of them and burn them. Yeah. Anybody using magic? Like they're the freaking. What are those things called in the, the Lord of the Rings? Oh, oh, uh, you mean the the ring race? Those the ring where race. Essentially, that's the thing that. is, you put on that ring, they know where you are. Noses, Anybody who's doing Eric. any kind of freaking magic, they're on your ass immediately. And the biggest problem that we have is like, yeah, Bobo can turn into Etrigan, but what about Ragman? Ragman has been out of soul power for years, apparently. And I just want to know because Etrigan being a demon. Apparently he's done some deals in his time, has some souls in his possession. He feeds the rag suit 
a soul. And this, whatever this monster soul is, it makes Ragman turn into this gigantic <laughs> toothy monster. And I'm like, what the hell kind of soul is that? And why is it so uh, badass? And they even say, what the hell is that? It's funny because usually when I'm on the dance floor is when I run out of soul. <laughs> so you end up, though, where this big thing is attacking you. Like, <laughs> nope. I'm just going, nope. <laughs> they end up fighting and they get out. You end up having Zatanna and Bobo get out. He has the sword. So there are some nice little nods, and you should get that from somebody who is writing the JLD and will continue to do after the future state. But they end up Where's going. Cool devil? They end up, well, he's still a statue, Eric. He's playing that game <laughs> statues. Uh, they Freestyle, end up going to hardcore. Vegas. And what I like about this is they don't know what this cloaking spell is. Bobo thinks it is a sanctuary. Let's go where they have cloaked off an, an entire building where we can Turns all hang. Out right. Well, it uh, actually is a guy. They end up the cloaking well, no, spell saying, is on the Dr. Thing is, Fate. We, we have a glamour on Dr. Fate, but we are also cloaked in this area so nobody knows that this yeah, magic I don't is think going that, on. I this. don't think that that area is cloaked because when he says, I think it's a sanctuary, there's no sanctuary. We don't have that. We, we're doing this. And with that, you also have what will end up being Dr. Fate, this homeless dude is looking in his coffee can and going, oh, my God, I can see the future of storms coming, all this stuff going on. But they end up going. And, yeah, at the one point, I, I swear that they say, oh, you got a sanctuary. He's like, no, no, we don't. We just have this one deal because they are doing the deal where they're cloaking off uh, Dr. Fate. And at the beginning, it's spelled out. He went off to go see what was wrong with the helmet, all that and sort of thing. And that's the thing, too, because I want to know more about it, because right away they say Khalid's been off trying to get the helmet of fate to work, and like, that's where we are presently in Just League Dark. And this is like, I'm, i got to go back and look now, because I did write down when the JLD was actually taking place. But uh, this is 2030 that this is taking place. So we don't have a Dr. Fate who works, essentially, for the next two, like 10 years. Yeah, yeah, I, I guess. I mean, he because went off. this whole time he went off to try to get the helmet fate to work, and when he did get it to work and found out what was going to happen, he pretty much had everybody and himself put a glamour over him where he didn't know who he was. He just was being hidden away from Merlin and anybody else who might use him to this point where we have Etrick and show up yeah, and, and, and burn this glamour and off. And I his think hellfire. you're more right than I was because what Constantine is actually saying, and I think I misplayed it, was the idea that yeah, it, it's a cloak, it's not a safe haven or any sort of where it was homeless people it almost felt like all the homeless people were their mortys and they were you know <laughs> pulling off the magic but the big thing is to hide khalid and even hide him from himself with the glamour and stuff yeah. like that and so when the time is right with etric in there you, you break down the deal and you get a very handsome older khalid oh my really god cool. khalid in 2030 oh is handsome god. as I know. fuck I'm, I'm telling you some of these People, Dr. Ivo, he, he had some yeah. problems there. You didn't start great, I tell you. But Khalid, holy moly. God, look at this him. This future state has hit him The future's him looking bright. Oh, my God, I need shades, Eric. So you end up having him. And even with the way he is, the cloak, very regal. Very like, so you know, oh look my at, God. Look at that haircut. He has been a bum as far as I'm concerned for 10 years. Has a way better haircut than I do. He, he didn't go to fate school for nothing. <laughs> he's a doctor. And he's like, hey, what's going on there? At you're going to, by the way, we're going to find out what went wrong with you, Jason Blood, all that. But the minute that this happens, boom, Merlin is aware. You have his people and there. Again, and this could be me looking into things because he's talking about preventing the future that he has seen, you know, the future after 2030. But he's like, he's getting the troops together now that, like, the time is right. This is, like, where everybody needs to be for him to see what's going on to try to prevent the future that he has saw coming. But so listen carefully to my story before we make our final stand. And I will tell you of the future that I saw and how we may change it yet. Now, again, 
the future that he saw might be this future. And I think, you know, being a, like a Lord of Order that he is, somebody that has to believe that fate is there for a reason, if he's about to change something, that's some serious shit right there. Or is he going to go back in time to make sure that this future is the one he saw that we can change this? Well, that's a lot to do on one more issue and a backup and also a book that really is very insular. Like you said, that's not involving a lot of other things. So I think that that would be a lot uh, it'd be awesome. And it's a character that would be able to do that. I think that Ram V is either not allowed or is not thinking that big. I think, oh, a storm's coming. That's just him getting the helmet. And oh, we're going to fight. I'm afraid you're just going to get a fight there. And Merlin. But even then, you, you don't even get Merlin. I, you should at least, this is what Ram V does. He, he plays coy with a lot of things where I could have went more with, you know, seeing Merlin and what's going on with that with less of, you know, explanations and things and cards flying around with Xanadu and things well, like again, that. Well, again, the thing but, is, we believe that Merlin's going on. Everybody else believes that Merlin's going on. Do we really know, though? Because we never saw Merlin. Could it be somebody saying that it is Merlin? I, whoever's floating there, it must be Merlin, but we don't know because you don't see Because last time him. I saw Merlin, besides for, you know, the classic Merlin look and something like, you know, Demon Knights or something like that, when he last time I saw him pre-Flashpoint when he came back, I think it might have been the Trials of Shazam or something else, uh, but he had a giant goat's head, you know, and shit like that. So however he's being depicted right now, I'm like, I don't know if I this is Merlin I will tell you here, if that's Merlin, he's in a, a TIE fighter, Eric. At least you got that. I mean, he's looking no, out the it, TIE fighter window that, there. That is just the window in the Emperor's freaking exactly. throne room. Exactly. Well, the that's Death what it, it does look like that, right? It looks very Star Wars-esque deal. Or that it's a giant, you know, like orange lantern when, symbol. When things go down, he yells at this buddy next to him that his faith in his friends is his undoing. <laughs> he keeps saying that. The guy's like, I don't yeah, have well, any uh, friends. Yeah, draws like, close the future friends. is within our grasp He's like but but merlin the the shields down oh i tell you it is fully functional <laughs> oh my goodness they're acting out eric but yeah you get to i would the like where... to think as well i'm telling you i want to place this all together with the idea of what's going on in hell and the four horsemen of the apocalypse i know but if it, I, i'm telling there's so much to go on and if it was a bigger deal i'd expect four issues of this and maybe even have its own book. I mean, it's a backup. But we're story getting we're getting a backup here. We get we're dealing with that in Flash one and two. We're no, dealing I'm with saying that in just Teen Titans one and two. Whole deal here. Uh, I'm just trying and to make this it is in the future deal and whatnot. This is 2030. So, yeah, so it's a the, little the original bit more. one takes place in 2027. The Shazam one takes place in 2029, and this takes place in 2030. Okay, so no. we're at least along uh, within five years of kind each of other. Within, kind of within, but yeah. What would you give this? I didn't up because I like both of this. I had some questions about things like what, how, why the hyperclan was locked away and not lobotomized to think they were humans. You know, what's up with the team here and there? This, the, the, the small nature of the JLD book, why nobody else is getting involved. But beyond that, the, I thought the scope of the stories were cool enough all the way around. Bringing the hyperclan back out of nowhere, it's fun. It's nostalgic to me. It's something I like. I like all the freaking Justice League members. I think the art's great in both of them. And I had a lot of fun with this overall. So I'm going to give the 7.5 out of 10. I'm at a six. I'm going to go up for my five, five. I thought that that Justice League story was over generic. And by the way, it's 2040. This is taking place, Eric. I is it just 2040? Because yeah, I, I saw another one where it said no, JLD was 2030. No, well, J well, that's a weird deal. If JLD, I know Justice League. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm saying that's the thing is I looked at something else that said JLD was yeah, 2030. Yeah, JLD which is, I think why, is it is true. Why would you have two things in I know, a book it's weird, that's right? different? This is nonsense. Why are we getting well, a that's timeline? That's the thing is, Dr. Detective's 2027. Grifter's 2025. Yeah, it's so weird. Or 2029. This is nonsense, but yeah, I know it's very confusing. I knew that Just League was twenty forty, but then that throws more in with what you're saying. Twenty forty time, I could start saying that maybe some shit went real bad by then, and then you wouldn't have. 
But 2030, you should have everybody joining into this. But yeah, I'm at a six. I, I just thought everything the the Justice League story was was too generic. You didn't get the idea how long are they a team, which is very important to what they're doing. And then, like you said, the Hyperclan just shows up, and that usually drives the thing us is, nuts. They were showed up, but they were released as a freaking doomsday weapon by the Legion of Doom, but and it worked against them. They were released in a way that we have no idea because that shouldn't have been how it was set I up. Agree. But, Especially because know, what they talk about it seems like the last time they were there was the Grant Morrison like JLA and, number yeah, one, one and through four. Seems like they were put in this hyper dimension type deal that they're coming out of to put then which wasn't the, the Justice League back, which wasn't the case. And the JLD story I did like. It just it's like everything with Ram V in my mind. You get very you know, intricate details of one thing that doesn't matter as much as the big picture that you kind of let lay, Jim. like Merlin, you know, the Jim. idea of that. So what's that? Just look at how handsome Khalid is. Have those freaking Six big brown eyes one. looking at your soul. <laughs> I'll go up point one. Oh, my goodness gracious. <laughs> it, it really, I'd like to get some I of that. I want him to hold me at night and tell me everything's going to be okay in the long run. Damn right. I do, too. I was just going to make some pun on fate, and I it wasn't going very well. So thank you. I'm fate for, bait over here. <laughs> thank you for it. I had no way to go there with that. I'd like to master fate with him, Eric. Oh, my goodness gracious. Uh, we're going to go to the next book and the last book of the section. Which is another one like the Grifter, where the first story, the real story, is nonsense. Nonsense, Eric. I, I barely even understood. You it, like Doc Detective? Yeah. No, I'm saying I like the art in that. I'm saying that the backups are way better than the yes. first story, and I really do like the one, especially. But go with it. What are we talking about? Future State Green Lantern number one, written by Jeffrey Thorne with Ryan Katie, Ernie Altbacher, and art by Ron Ray- Ron, Tom Rainey, Mike Atea, and World Design, Sammy Basir, Hi-Fi, Dave Sharp, Clayton Henry, Marcel Mayo, and Steve Wands. The Green Lantern's main power battery has gone out, and even though we don't know why, we see three stories that show what happened after its lights out. First, we see that John Stewart and a handful of former Lanterns has continued on protecting planets from invading threats by joining up with the Protection Force, and here we see them going up against the Cuns. But ultimately, it isn't that interesting. Thankfully, we have the backups to show Jessica Cruz going all home alone on some Yellow Lanterns in a sector house, and Guy Gardner becoming the beloved savior of a planet. Jeffrey Thorne is the one who's going to be writing the Green Lantern going forward, starting in April. So a lot of these books, like Enrico Tamaki, let's see what she has for Detective. This is one where, okay, let's see what this Jeffrey Thorne has. And in my mind, basically, you're going to go with just generic. Generic deal with some names thrown in there to make you think. This is a very thing like we got at the beginning of Bendis on Superman, where he's just throwing out names. They don't mean anything. And I, so I don't I know think that how Jeffrey generic Thorne, it is. Well, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Thorne, Thorne to me goes, Nort a werewolf. Well, I'm saying generic is, okay, well, what's, what's this? Gen- oh, he's a Marine, and he's an, oh, let's go with the Marine. And you just Agreed. do that. You just go, the, nothing but nothing Along those different. lines, there is precedent for this idea. Like, we don't know where Nord or Salak or John Stewart were when those lights out, the power battery went down and all power went away for the Green Lantern Corps. But the idea of him going on and keep protecting, we had that before when, you know, the power battery and how Jordan sucked it off when he became Parallax, he became a dark star so he could continue on protecting the universe, stuff like that. So there is a precedent for the idea that he would continue on being some kind of police force. But in this whole thing, we even had that a bit with Lost planet. Army, too. I mean, exactly. we have this stuff a like lot. That. That's why I'm saying it's kind of generic with the deal. Well, like, you know, changing what he would do, that would feel wrong, though. No, I'm saying that have a progression and show it like Jessica 
does something, but it shows her character in a way that she is changing over these years and changing to adapt the situation. This is just John. And really for the whole time, it's just him yelling to another person through a comm on a spaceship about planet fall and being attacked. It doesn't change. It goes on and on and on. This story could have been three pages long for what little happens to just then have, oh, my God, we have to attack, pull back. Oh, no, attack, pull back. Oh, no, here's Kilowog. Oh, man. And so there's just just random things being shouted well, out. I've seen the bay before, like when it was lights out initially for a flashback. I'm just saying for the whole deal, though, it is just this random army that we don't know that shows up. And, and you even have, but I'm saying you don't know the red god and god is red, this whole deal well, going a, on. That seems to be the big mystery, the idea of this new force in the universe that even has the cunts and stuff like that, you know, worship the red god and, and, and stuff like, like that. And the, this the, is the, where uh, my whole thing is you're dealing more with these little bits and pieces here that we don't have a lot of issues to do these with instead of you showing me that you know how to write John Stewart. John Stewart at points is just standing around talking to somebody through a comment. At points, you even go away from John for a couple pages while these people are yelling their military talk while they're flying their ships. And I just I, I couldn't get invested in it. I just did not have any reason to care about anything that was going on here. Yet the same thing happens with a guy Gardner coming up in a little bit. And I got fully invested because you end up again having guy do something different and actually adjusting and trying to help some people not being the full dickhead guy. And so that's kind of what I wanted to see what was going on here. But it is just a military attack and that's through and through. So, oh, yeah. The me, idea that we have boring. the cunts down here and we have John as, as his protection force with Salak and Nort. And for some reason, I'm telling you, it bothered me the whole time. For some reason, little bumbling Green Lantern Nort, who is like the laughing stock of the Green Lantern Corps, is a gigantic muscle-bound werewolf in this. And I'm like, when the fuck did that happen? Did he start doing some push-ups when he lost his Green Lantern ring Damn or something right like he that? Did. Because he is a monster. You're like wondering why. And then he dies here. I'm like – Look, I, I don't care about John or his man bun right now. Tell me more about Nort for some reason. But that's what you're dealing with here. You're like, okay, we got some Green Lanterns. We got a bunch of, you know, protection force. Maybe, and it really, it really comes off like they're the new Omega Men and he was the Tigor of the situation because that's all I kept thinking about. This was the, like, the new Omega Men where they're going off and, like, trying to protect this planet from the new threats of the Red God coming along and taking control of this area, this galaxy or whatnot. And we're trying to fight this off and it's a losing battle. And John really does look like he's going to end up sacrificing his life trying to make sure that he can get everybody he can on this planet evacuated before the cuns and the red god do show up and <laughs> take out everybody now and so you, you end up even like the stella john's just watching and you have these people kez or whatever you know hey kez, yeah. yeah flights gamma and theta are up and away uh skipper what is it digby it's the vanguard drop ships they're started planet fall dreamers hands look at them all digby vector skipper plot descent vectors now thrust zero clocking accelerations oh my god holy grief we're hitting a gravity well oh my god i don't know what's going on where's my you know john stewart where are you showing me john uh, john just keeps yelling things yes he's Ken's gonna sacrifice Ken's. himself Ken's. yeah so with that it's just so much goofy just talk to just get like, oh, I'm going to world build. I'm going to tell this future story. Oh, it's going to be great. And it doesn't feel like – and it's it's 
a shame they don't have their rings or whatnot. So that throws well, that's that the thing, out. Right away, it's like, you know, it really feels like, like again, like people are going to complain about the Flash book because it's making Wally West a murderer. And I'm sitting here, why are we showing the Flash? Like you had the Flash show them together and you took away their powers. Yeah, here, it's like you sad. haven't had a proper Green Lantern. No, that's how long my now besides problem. for Grant Morrison's yeah. The Green Lantern, which felt so out of place and not even continuity. And here you finally going to get and, all and your Green Lanterns here, back. No power. You oh, have a possible future that you could do whatever you decide to lights out. I no mean, power. really? I mean, it's already uh, dark enough. Give no us some Superman. light. Huh. I mean, yeah, this is nonsense. He's dead. <laughs> Future state. I just see idea like, hey everybody, you've been begging Uncle for Man? this. Retired. <laughs> oh my god. Hey everybody. We haven't had a green lighter book. Oh man, I can't wait. Oh by the way, they don't I have was the so rings. excited oh, for this god. because I haven't had a proper green lantern book in so long. And as soon as I jumped in, I'm like all all the power rings are out. I'm like, you motherfuckers. <laughs> what are you doing? And and again, then it's And just, then there's no Kyle Rayner, and I'm like, what am no, I even doing yeah, here? It just turned into just this future battle deal and a lot of names being thrown out. Werewolf <laughs> Newark. 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 He is. He, he looks crazy. Uh, again, though, with a lot of people who, you know, are begging for a Green Lantern book and, and you just have this and it's I know, concentrating that's the thing. on so it's many like, things. We're going to give you the greatest like team of Lanterns you can. Yeah, they don't have any powers, but they're going to have guns and and you can see that they're a team. Oh, yeah, who do you got? Get this. John Stewart <laughs> and his team are Norton Salak. I'm like, <laughs> Norton you're not really reading the audience, are you? <laughs> you're not reading this room yeah, at all. I mean, are you? The, the only thing that Salak can do is look at a computer screen. Well, what about Kilowog? Mercy died years He's ago. Dead. What about Hal Jordan? You ain't seeing him. No, no. Kyle Renner? Who the fuck yeah. knows? And and Jeffrey Thorne has gone on Where's record. Simon Bass? Yeah, Simon who? Simon who he's mentioned later, but not by name. You, nah. you, you have Jeffrey Thorne who has gone on record and says he's going to write Green Lantern. Oh my! And he hates Hal Jordan. He hates him with a passion. And you know what? That that's that's okay. I guess Sorry. it's not really fine to me because the idea. Just say he's not my Green Lantern. The idea that you actually hate even anybody. If I sat there and I'm going to write Green Lantern, I hate that Solik. No, no, no. I'm writing Green Lantern. I hope that I like them all and have something to do with them. No, they may no, not be my thing. favorite. If I'm writing Starman. It's like, you know, like Scott Snyder doing Will Payton Starman. I'm like, I hated that Starman. Why would anybody pick Will Payton but Starman? But again, though, if then you shouldn't write a Will Payton. Like, if you end up I wouldn't. I'd I'm write another Starman. If I'm writing Guy Gardner... As a, a, you know, Green Lantern book, that doesn't necessarily mean I have to come out and say I hate Hal Jordan. You're just going to piss people off. And then you have this. And so I'm like, I don't know what you want to write uh, because this isn't. I, and again, Turns out I hate Green Lanterns. Lights <laughs> out, fans. Power's gone. I'm a, I'm a real big fan of their alter egos, but that power's, uh-uh. What's that? No, I, and just I, I don't know. I don't know if you heard, but did you know that John Stewart was in the military? I actually was waiting for because that uh, that is the trope that we get all the time, and he was. But I was waiting for him, like, wait a second, John, we can't go anywhere. We can't go over this fjord. Well, let me tell you, I'm going to build myself a bridge. I'm an architect. Get me my blueprints. At least you didn't do that. But you end up just it's 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 boring. It's a lot of nothing. I was Agreed. checking the page count. Over and over. It's not very good. And I'm sitting there thinking, what is it? Now, the art's great. 
I really like the art. Oh, yeah. It's a different style. I do like it. But I'm sitting there, what's Eric talking about? But then again, you told me that the first wasn't the, the big story. I told you on front. I got done that first book and that first part forgot it had backups. Mm. This green man sucks. <laughs> and then I continued reading. I'm like, that first story of this three-parter, it sucks. But the rest, so good. Yeah, because we go on. And did you Just get a cruise? Yeah, go uh, tell us a little about this, sir. What do you mean? Tell us a little bit. I didn't about know this that one. you gave us the full uh, credits. I, I don't oh, yeah, even I remember did all the full credits in the beginning. The I didn't remember. So yeah, yeah. we have this, this Jessica idea, Cruz deal, right? She's in a sector house, a sector of zero, one, two, three. I don't know why she's there or why she believes that she's the Green Lantern of this sector. We don't well, know the sector. That when the head. things went down, she could have been anywhere. When the the rings were going out and they had to go to those local sector deals, or she probably would have died. That's what I was taking it as, and then almost saying like, "Well, this is my sector now. I'm stuck here. I don't have a ring." So I was going fully with that. Uh, but again, where's the time frame for this? Because the lights out situation happened. We have no idea when, you know, John Stewart led his freaking assault on the Cuns when they invaded that planet. But it says that the Green Lantern takes place in 2035. But right now, Jessica Cruz has been by herself in the sector house for 13 months without any communication to anybody. So I'm like, all right, so that's a year after lights out. Is lights out at 2035 and now it's 2036 for you? Whatever. It seems like Guy Gardner has been on that planet for years being the savior, waiting for somebody to rescue his ass or the power to go back on with the ring. So I don't understand what's going on with this whole idea of our different time frames. I don't either. But, uh, you know, these are one shots, too. And that's why I like the kind of idea that you end up having these contained stories going with this, because you do get a Jessica Cruz deal where it's such a clever take on her fear, because that's what the anxious, the anxiety that she had overcoming that to become the Green Lantern, but also from how she got a ring originally back in the day and things like that, where you end up having the Yellow Lanterns go to these sector houses, to try to clear them out. And when they well, get trying there, to take them over for their own, we even had bringing a power battery in to integrate with their systems and to when take they it get over, there, pretty much make it a shocked. Yellow Lantern sector house. Yeah, and they're shocked because most of these, it seems, when they go, they've been you know, torn apart. You know, I have scavengers and things Lovely that rip scavengers. things. Yeah, scavengers. So, but when they get there, this has been maintained, and they're a little. Uh, and and I mean, this is but yeah, Blizzard Drac going. You have some big names going out and checking this the keeper out. Keeper of the Book of Parallax. Damn Drac? right. I don't know about Low and Ugly. No, that's no, what they, I want to are, call. Those are big mainstays. Ugly, so I, I call it, but you know, they're nonsense. They're fodder. But with this, you get a no, just, no. These are big yellow. I know, but characters. they're nonsense. Illicit Drac is the big deal. But you end up where you have Jessica going, and it's Home Alone meets Alien type deal with all this going down, where she is hiding in the vents, and she knows the lay of the land. She's got all these traps and tricks and things like that, because she says, this is my sector house. I have to defend it. And she even says, through the sector house, somehow she's been maintaining this the, is my the, house. The system I need to defend well. it. It's like Run's house. They end up, and so they end up with... It's uh, not like Run's house. They even have, it seems like people will contact her. Hey, I'm fighting with this guy. He wants my coconuts, and I don't want to give him the coconuts. Well, why don't you split the coconuts? She said that she's maintaining things and stuff. So it's a neat thing for her to do, and I like the setup. Uh, you know, like you said, I don't know the particulars, but you do have Lissa Drac kind of saying... Well, and even Jessica, when things went bad, she was able to get to this place, and now she's had to maintain it for this time. Um, but the idea of her going all home alone is great, but also the yellow ring, because she can instill fear as she's creeping and crawling around, but also the idea that the power ring and all of that of how she became 
the whole Green Lantern. It, it's a really neat little twist as she then goes against Lissa Drack, and Lissa Drack's like, you can't do anything to me. Well, she, it's not, and it's not just, you know, and Lissa Drack should actually have no problem taking out Jessica Cruz, even with her atomic axe that she has freaking just wielding at her. But for some reason, this fight does go on longer than it should. Lissa Drack should be able to take her out, but when we do get the turnaround where, she, you know, Jessica picks up the, the yellow power battery off this thing, you know, for integrating. You shouldn't be able to touch that. And then one of the rings she's collecting, you know, Jessica Cruz, you have the ability to instill great fear. Welcome to the Sinestro Corps. I'm like, this is the greatest turnaround ever. Just the idea that she started out as a power ring because of how afraid she was of everything. And I don't everything. know that people even remember power ring and Well, that's stuff the thing. Like power that. ring is from Earth 3 and the whole idea of Volthoom, the ring itself, would go for somebody who is very fearful and take them over and it would actually power itself by instilling fear in its user to going by overcoming that fear and becoming somebody who, and becoming a Green Lantern and doing more and more to overcome the fear that she had for so long after she witnessed her friends murdered to the point where we are now where she has gone full and it's, not, it's full circle and a twist like for the idea where now she has gotten to the idea where now she's not fearful but she has the ability in herself just to create an it's instill two snaps fear and, a twist, and becomes it, it is and it i'm is. telling you this whole like turnaround of the character my that is fucking and if you don't amazing. know the whole powering deal was a big thing in the dark side war when that was all going on right yeah. before rebirth so when she did get that it was she ends up getting the ring because she's so scared then she's able to overcome that to become a green lantern and then now it goes like you said the two snaps and the twist there because now she can instill the fear because she has it's so, so good cool. it's so cool and i don't know that a Everybody I wish we would have seen sequence. her in a yellow lantern costume here at the end instead of just her normal, and, you know, and then you make house it fatigue she's wearing. Eric, I mean, it would be great. You know, she doesn't have to look, you know, and like that's the in thing, the thing is the idea of these possible future because I always wanted her to come back as powering because I always thought she was more, you know, um, you know, different. She was just. It gave I, her I something the different than the deal. Exactly. She was unique. She's just, ex- unique it was Simon sorry, had but, a gun and she could have yeah, been powering. But powering by itself is just because, you know, it's something different than a Green Lantern, which now with Joe Mullen and Teen Lantern, we have like eight human Green Lanterns right now. And it's ridiculous that we have that well, many. Well, they made the anxiety but, that uniqueness, but I would have liked the powering to come back as well. And but that's the whole thing where even where if the powering, even though it was killed by the Black Race of this Volthoom, we have the Earth 3 recreated and who knows what that means. But And even when we had the Emerald site during, you know, uh, the Green Lantern series where Simon saw in the future somewhere a bunch of power rings coming from a different world or something like that invading our universe. The idea where she could take everything she's learned and, you know, this ring that took, came on her because it's so used to her or whatever like that, it knows she's a good victim, but she has the will and the ability to overcome that and actually use it against this whole thing that wants to instill the fear. She puts the fear in that and is able to use the power ring that way. I'm like, I wanted that to come back. The Green Lantern was fine, but now with the Yellen, this is a future I want us to see get towards because I don't want her just to be another Green Lantern. I want her to be something unique and special outside of this. Yeah. Would you kiss Ugl or Ugly in the mouth where the eye is or the two eyes that are mouths, Eric? What would you do? I don't like to kiss people. You, you wouldn't do that. You wouldn't kiss I don't kiss her. on the lips. Would you? you wouldn't kiss her on the lips. <laughs> you would have three minutes in, in paradise with her. Well, you end up, that's pretty three cool. Three minutes. I, <laughs> Yeah, it's supposed really. to be seven minutes in heaven. Everybody always cut you short. No, the thing is, just told me you're only good for ten seconds, Eric. I just didn't want to so uh, you know, upset three minutes. you there. I don't know. It's just three minutes things. isn't very good either. I mean, you're just kissing. How much are you gonna smooch? Well, you go up to the next story, and it's it's Guy Gardner, 
and he kind of gets no stuck. guy Gardner. He kind of gets stuck over a shithole of a planet. He that comes ends down up- the shithole planet that is actually in a civil war with each other because they want to believe how to like. This section believes that we should worship the space junk that fell to their planet one way. The other people think they're heretics for wanting to do this. So he's here to stop a civil war when it's lights out. Now he's stuck there. Thank God they believe him to be the star prophet now and all would have come together to worship his ass. And what's and cool about this is, first off, it is the gods are crazy. The the yeah. tea, the movie, I mean, where the, the Coke gods bottle must be falls crazy. and it hits and they think it's from the gods and things like that. But what I like about this, like I said, uh, not of what happened with that John Stewart deal is Guy – you fully expect Guy to have this huge mansion for himself, and he's gonna, you know, really abuse his power. And like, he created his bar again. Now. That is kind of that's abuse all power. He did though. I mean, that's <laughs> because all he that wants. is his mansion. It is, but he's trying to help. And even if the help begins with the idea that it's a real hassle, and these assholes going, but the progression of this is great because he has a translator ring. And then the lights out. So he doesn't know what these people are saying. So he's trying. And you see that progression of him even learning the language, which I thought Years was really later, good. Even when he's still learn. messing up. Drecklin is animal with hornies. No, no, no. It's horns, guy. It's horns, not hornies. And he's learning to the point where then he can talk to these emissaries, these ambassadors, deal to kind of get them to agree uh, and they're people who never even this one point and each of you says you're what sacred tree tornado spirit mold ghost wants (laughs) you to have it yeah yeah. he's just that but he does get warriors and he ends up you know having all these things and you have the after profit guy all these things the time is even based on guy when he arrived which is funny five years later after prophecy profit guy yeah it's so good he has a foosball table he's got all the things that he wanted with warriors there he even has idea that this is like are, the people are divided still but they're not trying to kill each other they don't want to mingle with each other who believe certain things guy is the prophet they have told him the way but they're so steeped in their ways but you do ha- actually it actually comes off very like that that uh robert venditti i think it was justice league uh it was size issue the deal was with, oh yes yeah. you're right it was yeah. size spurrier who came in for that yeah, whole thing you had the two well. sides this i like, like this the, played out better though this way in this one issue the biologicals and the cyber stuff like that because you do have two of like you know a person from each of these groups being the person that guy talks to and tells them what's going on with the group and guy wants them to intermingle but they're like dude whether you're a fucking prophet or not, you keep that shit to yourself because we have peace right now. But this is the best there is. Do not try to change the wheel right now because they're not killing each other. Yes, they're not dancing together at the fucking town mixers, but don't try to push your luck anymore. This is the best we're going to get, and we appreciate what you're doing right now. I like it too because as they're doing this, first off, Guy does seem to get a little heftier as he's going. <laughs> he's enjoying some things. I like, too, that he's making them make him hoodies, and he's still honoring the Green Lantern, but he's got beers. But the idea where they're talking, and he's not only learned from them, but he's taught them because the one says, hey, how do you say take the wind guy you know and he's like oh, well, right. even at this point we get to 25 years later that he was stuck here so how long is it lights out jim well you say that and what i was trying to look but it does seem like he maintains the ring uh yeah. i would have liked to have at one point he just lost he the ring and didn't know he's like i don't need this shit but he doesn't uh and so he's there and every you end up having when they mingle that causes a little trouble again because now there's different sides everybody has so the idea of you're always going to have these two sides against each other call it a win they kind of start yelling hey the but then at the end you end up having the next space prophet show and it's just a gag i mean this ends here we yeah and it's good gag though because 
It's Lobo, the worst of the worst, coming on the space hog. Well, just the idea that, you know, even when we end with Guy putting his hand into his his face into his hand saying, so damn close to peace, but now here's Lobo who's going to come in and they're calling him a prophet. prophet. He's going to frag and fuck everything he can on this planet. And and the best thing of this is, there's a lot of people, oh, Guy's an asshole, Guy's a jerk, but there are worse. And even then- Lobo shows up because he's heard there's a new Warriors. He's like, what? You Yo, the new me Warriors and then tell me what the bullshit. And he like, comes Lobo, down. Lobo, it's been 25 oh my years. God. Where have Space you been? Prophet. Space Prophet. I would have liked Lobo to like, lights up. That shit ended 20 years ago. And, well, I didn't recharge my band. You know, maybe that's the case. I mean, if maybe. he's not charged Again, and he doesn't have his battery. Again, we don't know how these dudes are doing their batteries anymore. Yeah, I, I know. That's like the, the pocket dimension. But I would like the idea that it's been over for a long time. He just ran out of charge. That'd be hilarious. And, yeah, but it's and no, no, I say hilarious. hilarious. It's also very sad if that's the case as well. Guy Gardner gave away his life being a star prophet on this freaking savage planet. Right before the page before the end where Lobo shows up and you have Guy on the bottom panel in the far left of this scene, he has gained a lot of weight. <laughs> He's hefty guy there. Oh, my He's goodness no gracious. He's a dad bod. Yeah, really. So. We have all that I think going he's like on. your age. Maybe. 79. Look at that hoodie, actually. actually. Oh, really? You like that? I'm not I a can, ginger. I, can... I, I like that warrior shirt. If I'm going to get a, a shirt, I'd love to have that warrior shirt. It's pretty you, you cool. Want two, you want two people clinking beer mugs together with no, the no, symbol below No, no. I'm saying the it. shirt, which is oh, the W. Shirt. That's pretty hoodie. cool. Even oh, though yeah, that's he seems to have different ones, a green one and a black one. He's got two. I like that when you first see him in the hoodie, it looks like he's being like almost like a monk type deal. And then he pulls it down. There's two clicking glasses. Uh, but what did you give this overall? Overall, I gave this a 7 out of 10. I thought the first story was really weak, but I had so much fun, like with the Grifter story in Dark Detective with Jessica Cruz Same with me. and Guy Gardner, that it really just brought my enjoyment level up over the top. I love the art all throughout. It's just I wish the John Stewart like story was a lot better, especially because that's our writer going forward with the Green Lantern book. So that's a little disheartening, but I had a lot of fun with Guy and Jessica overall. That first story, if you just want to have a big battle, there's, there's not much wrong with it. It's just I wanted to go into these things, and when you have the writers who are going to go on with the book, I want it to be wild, like, oh, my God, where have you been all my life? I mean, this is – especially with a Green Lantern book, that we haven't had in a while. If you're not a Grant Morrison fan and that nonsense, you, you're going to get a Green Lantern book I was book starving back. for a Green Lantern book. And then book. when you're there, and I hope well, it's no not palace. one of those things. Uh, and even that, when we get back to it, if, if it's not played out well, you're not going to get many other options. So it has to hit, and I hope it does. But these backups You're right. Really, we need four or five Green Lantern books coming out of this. We could use two. You know, Green Lantern Core and then something like the new 52 else. all yeah. over again. Yeah, really have them all. A Lantern book every yellow, week. Yellow, I mean, have it a orange Lantern. Sinestro, so, New Guardians. I'm going 7-5 because I did like these second. I didn't like it as much as the Grifter one. That boy, I love. But I like these. And they're just in and out. You get to see Guy, my favorite Lantern. But also Jessica, one of our favorites as a combined deal, really. And and. Doing things where seeing the evolution of the character and this she's way is awesome. upping the Annie and it's changing. That's the thing. I'm reading that. I'm like, who's this person writing this? Why aren't they on a Green Lantern book coming up? Because that showed a lot of knowledge of that character to be able to give you that twist. Not just he's a marine. Yeah, Ryan and he Katie fights. needs to be doing some more. Definitely, because that is a deep dive in and i think a lot of people reading it even oh man i like jessica cruz so that's cool she's home alone she's not throwing any shade to ernie altbacher with that guy story but no it's really good but that jessica it really did have a subtle deal if you knew what was going it's almost like a pixar movie as they say the kids can like it but the adults as well because there's that little bit more of that for everybody so i loved it so seven five 
you know, a little down from that first story. But we're going to go off now for a little break, Eric, and then we'll be back with two more books Jim? to end <laughs> up the thing. Eric, are you okay, Eric? We're going to do that, but we'll be back in a second. How are you doing? Right. Little relaxing deal about you being canceled, which will happen eventually. It happens. Did you to call Yora Floor special needs last episode? No. I no? ended up saying that she was acting like a dummy. That's no. what I said. Everybody can act like a dummy. I, no. I didn't then. And then if somebody was said, what do you mean by that? I would have gotten out of it. You just kept going. <laughs> no, no. You just you kept, kept digging going. your hole. No, I'm saying you just kept digging your hole. I said somebody who doesn't have a plan and just keeps thinking that she does is not really thinking ahead. Mm-hmm. And then I said, oh, and there's even some troubles in this issues that we're going to get to Superman Wonder Woman in the next deal that they have done another snafu uh, <gasps> that made me laugh. It's not anything hateful, but we will see how that is. But we're starting with a book that you're not going to be as hateful with, I would think, All because right. it's your favorite Robin. It's it is Tim my favorite Drake. Robin. You Tim Drake, what's he doing book, in the future? Well, let's see. What is he doing? Robin Eternal, number one, written by McGann. I don't even know why I said McGann, but it's, I'm pretty sure it's Megan Fitzmartin, with art by Eddie Barrows, Eber Ferreira, Adriana Lucas, and Pat Rousseau. The Bat family are scattered to the wind, and now it's up to Tim Drake to continue to fight the good fight all on his own against the magistrate. In this story, we see that our big bads plan on upgrading their cybersecurity force with Lazarus Resin to make them immortal, and now it's up to Robin, a former We Are Robin member, and Stephanie Brown, who's come out of retirement to stop this upgrade from happening. Yeah, and I just want to make I'm sure. You, I'm not a huge Amethyst fan. Amethyst fan, Eric. I, I had that for a while. I had nothing to do with it. Uh, so I just wanted to play it now. Good. Uh, now Good. that Amethyst is done. And we don't see Amethyst in this book. But yeah, you end up, this book seems to take a little too long for, for what's going on. You kind of meander a bit in different scenes in my mind to just get the basic idea that's kind of weird. The idea of a Lazarus resin that's going to make cyber characters and robots immortal. And well, that's the thing just... is, that's my biggest problem with the book. The idea that we knew about the peacekeepers, the magistrate and all this stuff. And now we introduce this whole aspect now with the cybers, the big robo cops of the future. And like, these just seem to be relegated here. And the idea is like, okay, we've, we've purged all the Lazarus pits and we've made this Lazarus resin, which we're going to build into our cybers. So they're immortal. I'm like, 
All right, you call them cybers, so I have to assume that they're kind of cyborgs, maybe, and maybe that's how it's going to work. But even when we have Robin and the spoiler shows up and shoots one in the head and blows up the head, I'm like, did we just kill somebody here, or is this a robot just the way it looks? I don't know. I have a lot of questions, though. Yeah, and with that, you end up seeing that there's this program going on. There's a big shipment coming in where the Lazarus pit is being drained. It's being fed into the side, and they're going to end up perfecting this. And then the cybers are going to be immortal, and you just kind of go with it. And with that, though, you end up where there's Stephanie Brown. Hey, what's going on? I'm out of retirement now. I got an eye patch. Let's and go. She, she's not out of retirement lot. because she comes in here out of nowhere. And it seems weird because she shows up right at Tim's hour of need for no reason at all and says, look, I'm out of the game. I can't help you. And Tim's a little displeased about this whole thing. So he has to go back to the only person who is still helping him. It seems like a former We Are Robin member who I who's named Darcy in this. But I wanted to think it was one of the main casts that we had in the We Are Robin I, the I only one who seems just thrown in there is Sugar, yeah. but we didn't see Sugar being deaf in that one or have any hearing aids or stuff like that. She was pretty much the oracle of the group, but the only person that kind of resembles Darcy that we have here. Yeah, it's weird too that you end up having Stephanie show up and like, hey, listen, sorry, Tim, I'm not interested in watching the people I love die, so I'm gonna go. I thought maybe she meant that maybe she could just close that one eye. Eric, there's my hateful thing to say. She's got that, but just the idea of. Oh, you're going to die? Well, I don't want to watch you die, so I'm going to skedaddle here. I'm not going to hang out because, yeah, I'm not into that. But then well, comes up later anyway. Too. I don't believe what you're doing because you can't win this. You are going to die. I don't want to be a part of it because then well, not only will you it, die, but I'm going to die too. Yeah. I mean, that's basically the thing is it's a nice way of saying your plan sucks, and I don't really feel like dying right now, so I'm going to go. But, yeah, I'm not interested in seeing people I love die. Yeah, I'm going to go off and do this anyway. Now I'm on my own, so I probably will die. Thanks a lot, Stephanie. Thanks a lot. And so he does go to this former We Are Robin member I did, I did find it a little odd, too, that when we had spoilers show up here, it's a spoiler from, you know, the 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 war that, like, the what's it called? The Joker War kind of thing where we have the new Batgirl-looking spoiler thing. And I really thought going forward that her and Cass would have been Batgirls for the way it seemed from I out of that story. I think there's still going to be a thing with them in this. That's so when he says spoiler, I wish she would have said Batgirl or just Yeah, because death. you do have in the timeline, you have a specific deal listed as the Batgirls. So we'll see what's going on with that but yeah with that it just it just felt weird it felt like a lot of non-setup but it took too long and then you end up going to the former we are robin which is a cool caller especially me and you we enjoyed that Love book. we are robin r.i.p troy we still i actually when you said i'm like did shoulder pads come back is this the first thing that we see dead. that that death metal really did bring back our hopes and dreams and everything matters, but you end up having her and you go through a thing with the sign language and then you explain that it's not going to be grammatically the in, but with that, you don't really get much. You end up where, okay, I have this program. Do you know what's going on with this Lazarus? Well, I can kind of look into things and well, tell you, I, but I, I they kill like me. Because we're at the Gotham City's custom office, which is run by the magistrate. So you do have Darcy here who is working covertly with Tim Drake, you know, Robin at this point. And, you know, she is putting her life on the line, you know, working with a vigilante while working for the magistrate and giving him the information that he needs because pretty much everybody else is, you know, scattered to the wind. Like he talks about the whole idea of Tim, like uh, Dick Grayson locked up in Arkham, you know, uh, Red Hood working with the magistrate, Bruce Wayne dead and Damien. We don't even talk about what happened with Damien. So who knows what's going on with him? You believe he's peacekeeper number one. Peacekeeper we'll one. 
I think, but uh, yeah, so you just, but you have her helping, and it's a neat deal. I, I would have really liked if she would have said, let's get the whole gang back together. Let's get a bunch of well, Duke Thomas is, you know, running Robbins freaking hostages stuff. out, so he can't be yeah, a part yeah. of it. He's well, busy I'm right now. I'm talking about the others. They had those others. It just would have been a neat thing to get them back together with, with Tim, who really didn't have much of a connection with that anyway. But when you're going through all this stuff going down, you know, it is to lead and give you this exposition about this Lazarus resonance coming in. We got to stop it. And then Stephanie Brown just shows up again. And it is just an odd thing for her to show up to say, I'm not going to be down with this. Out of nowhere, and- because she hasn't been around with Tim for a long time, because it seems like she's given up this whole thing for a long time, at least since the magistrate showed up. So just to come out out of nowhere, Tim's hour of need going up against these cybers to say, yeah, I'm not really feeling this right now. Goodbye forever. Okay, I'm back. Who's this little blonde you're with? I, I love that, too. At first <laughs> comes back, and it's like, all right, I'm back. Hey, whatever. And then takes a while to say, didn't know you'd ask somebody else to the prom. I'm like, really? You, you said you weren't going to the prom. and dry. What do you yeah. want me to do right now? It's a weird aside because they're even flying around at that point. I guess you can't really talk like that when you're flying around. But when they land, ooh. Looks like you found somebody. I knew you'd come back. Still didn't keep you from asking. I'm really? You said you weren't going to be there. He asked to. You I know, actually like to that spoilers there before they even get there. Like she's ahead of the game right now with what Tim's plan is without knowing it. I just love that she thinks that he's just going to show. I like what was this her game the whole time? I want to make sure that he really is happy when I join up. Oh, no, he brought another girl. But they go in there and. They get attacked. You have just – it looks well, yeah. like the whole They're army just attacks They're going to go hijack them. a magistrate airship bringing in this – I'm telling you, airship. This is almost like S.H.I.E.L.D. headquarters. Hello, like, you know, what is that called they have there for the, the S.H.I.E.L.D. The helicarrier. The helicarrier because that's what it really looks like coming to Gotham with the Lazarus resin. So, there's like five million guards and things like, with even this. When we I talk mean, about, cause this is 2025 right now, dealing with the main magistrate Batman stuff. So like later on when we're down in Brazil for Yara 4, Superman, Wonder Woman, where there's so many helicopters, I'm like – what, what, what year is this? Because in 2025, we have giant airship helicarriers flying through. I think when we get to that, that, that councilman, he's embezzling because he's not getting a new tech. He's still going <laughs> with the helicopters. Uh, but yeah, they have a big fight. And I do like the idea, well, you have this girl there. And she would be better to go off and figure out things while Tim and Stephanie. And they're fighting. And Tim, he even says, boy, this is fun. We haven't had this. I got spoiler right here. We're kicking ass. We have all this going down. We could go doing this all night until this huge thing shows up that is juiced up. The giant the cyber resin, resin and monster. And it's just huge. And you have to show that, again, Stephanie tries to blast it. It's weird because it, it, it almost seems work. like we need the peacekeepers to be our foot soldiers, our stormtroopers. And these are almost like the sentinels of the freaking Gotham. What else is weird is – it seems like this issue is so short because we just went through three overlong issues and now we're talking we're almost done. But, yeah, you end up where they go after it and that kind of goes with at one point Tim looks like he is – I don't even know what that look is. But they, he's choking out. They break his neck. The cyber grabs a hold of his freaking neck right here and just snaps it. And you just have Darcy and Spore watching in horror as the best Robin who has ever lived, Tim Drake, is dead in this monster's hands. And he falls in the Lazarus, Eric. He falls in. And again, weird- he falls in the Lazarus, but it's not like it's a Lazarus pit that you no. just you know get you know, submerged in. And they even said that it wouldn't work that the, way. And the resin, because it's different than the Lazarus Pit itself, I'm like, how did this actually work? Because he just pretty much falls, like, you know, in a puddle of Lazarus he resin. Does. He which falls is just, in this resin. It's not exactly they, resin. They said, though, that it didn't work on people. It doesn't yeah. They said that. So 
are we going to get a weird twist that this is a, an android? Like, this is actually that Tim Drake had died before, and this is a cybernetic? T- I don't well, know how this works. the resin not done yet? And this is actually just them getting the Lazarus you, like, liquid. I think it would be crazy. He's a robot, Eric. He's always been. Oh, I see what you're saying. When, before we got on for this section, you were telling me how at this last panel it looked like Tim Drake was pulling up a Spider-Man. But the thing is, the way he has his fingers on the ground as he's picking up, it is a total Spider-Man Doesn't look as he, he is like picking Spider-Man? himself off. Oh, and yeah. I'm telling you, that classic cover with the water dripping out, oh, he's yeah. trying to pull that. It looks so much like Spider-Man. You had no idea what I was saying. I had no before. idea because all I was thinking yeah. about, like, you mean when he's laying there dead with, like, no, coming no, back no, to no, life? I forgot there. all it, about this last it panel It looks on this. so much like he's Spider-Man suddenly. And you got to wonder because they really make a effort to tell you that this resin doesn't look like resin, but – it doesn't work on people. They die. They end up. So is this where they're going to have to clean them off quick? Or is this something else going on? Which would be, well, I mean, if it's just that Tim knew this was going to go on. He sent some android in. Be wacky. It wouldn't well, really make sense idea, at all, but it'd be let's, let's hilarious. Let's just say you know, the resin being built into this. So, like, I don't understand the story. This is what they're going with. I'm going to go with because this is the world they're trying to build for me right now. We got robot resurrections. Sure, I can go with it if that's what you say that we're going to go with. But when you know Tim Drake just falls in a puddle here, and then you see the crack pop pop of his bones going back together and stuff like that, I'm like, I don't know how much of an android that would be and how that would I work. I know. Yeah, I know. I just It's weird to spell out, or is this just going to be, boy, he's something special. It worked on him. And just getting back up is a great cliffhanger for this book because, you know, he's getting back up after dying right there and he is pissed and saying, round two. I'm like, and then you have the cliffhanger, next, Robin reborn. I'm like, well, shit, you you just got my nipples a little hard here. Well, and what you do set up, which is pretty cool, if they just go with, well, it's kind of the Lazarus that worked different for him, you're going to get a Lazarus pitted Tim against a cybernetic Lazarus resin. They can go to town and things like that and whatnot. But it was crazy when he ended up getting his next stab. I'm like, holy oh crap. My God. And then he's Spider-Man. <laughs> uh, oh my God, yeah, no, Tim. It's a quick, it's a quick read. Yeah. At points though, I'll tell you at one point, it did kind of drag a little while they're setting. Cause the plan being set up, there's not much of a plan. It's just getting the information, a lot of exposition. You end up getting that through, uh, the we are robbing girl like hey can you Darcy, do this yeah. and she yeah Darcy she's like oh well this and I I'd be in trouble if I told you and and almost going with the way that it works out that they're using you know American Sign Language so that they can't be picked up audio which is kind of but cool. I think there I think there'd be a camera somewhere and they know what they're doing but that's fine even either way it's fine but it it is they a lot of exposition AI good enough yet they can pick up American Sign Language apparently seriously they have hella carriers here hella good carriers eric and you have all the but it, it's it's okay i, I actually this it's a very quick read it's straightforward that, uh, yeah, and like i real love quick. the art of eddie barris it just brings me back to freedom fighters the way it's presented here and tim drake being my favorite i, I got a bit of bias in this because of how my love for the yeah, character he's your favorite yeah and and what i do like about it uh it's kind of set up with how all the things are going but he's just there by himself doing his thing spoilers shows up I like that. At I least actually we like still have somebody in the Bath family doing Bath family stuff. Well, and that shows. And also, with the whole deal, it does give you Tim being Tim the smart quits. one. He figures out that they have the shipment in. And yeah, it's weird to keep adding on top of, you know, but 
like we said about the Green Lantern books, we're in a little bit of an enigma here with all these bat books of magistrate, peacemaker, and you have to do something a little different with them. So I don't mind this. I don't mind that Tim is smart enough to figure out this program they're going to have. He's going to infiltrate. He's going to stop it. And even the idea that in this 2025 future that we're dealing with, he has incorporated camouflage technology like Batman Beyond has where he can turn himself invisible. And I'm like, uh, he can't keep it up, apparently. I, I don't know why it went off or why the cyber was able to see him. But the thing is, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I like his jetpack, too. Oh, well, yeah. Who doesn't <laughs> so love a jetpack? Overall, and I did like the art. So uh, what would you give this? I ended up giving this a 7 out of 10. I would like to see more. I would like to understand more about the resin and cybers and what they actually are and why they're being added here out of nowhere. But this is the world they're building here. I guess I have to go with it until I can call shenanigans because I don't know enough about it. But I thought it was a fun issue overall. Yeah, I'm going to go 7.5. I, I did like it. I, I thought that it was pretty good. It just It's a little self-contained deal. I like seeing Tim being smart you add a i just need to know with him talking all the smack and what everybody else is doing how that leads into what nightwing's up to what bruce is up to and how much of that's true and why he isn't trying to find bruce and believe he's alive if he is man especially because the whole deal seems that nightwing ends up going and fighting in arkham with batman so we'll have to see but the nightwing books next week so we'll see what's going on with that but from the solicits that's what it seems but the last book of the night is superman wonder woman Number one, Future State Superman Wonder Woman. Number one, written by Dan Waters. Art by Leela Del Duca. Nick Filardi and Tom Napolitano. Superman and Wonder Woman join forces, kind of. But the story is more about the battle of the suns, Eric. The suns. Superman villain Solaris versus the Brazilian sun god. As we what? end up having a lot of meandering with John, who goes through his daily routine, only to end finding out, oh my, something is wrong, and falls out of the sky. But yeah, I, I, you like this. We were arguing a little before we got on. I'm not big on this issue. I don't think that it does much of anything. You barely have Superman and Wonder Woman together. What you're going to do is introduce more of the Brazilian gods, which is okay. But the sun god, Quad, is a dick right away and really causes most of the problems in this issue. He crashes a helicopter Look, to make them almost crash it. No, that's him. Even Yara Floor goes to go tell him, stop your nonsense. Stop your sun And then flares. you kind of hey, go look, from there. But doing yeah, sun stuff. What can I do? killed a lot of people. Yara being there and stopping this And was this takes not... place in 2050. Yeah. And the, yeah, so you're way ahead there and all that. And that's the other thing is you're getting the idea that you even said Yara Floor is on the scene. More people are down with her. She might be pushing the agenda of the Brazilian gods. I don't know that Yara Flor herself is like, oh, my God, Yara Flor. Well, now I'm going to go with the Brazilian sun god. But it seems to be the case. But she's been out and about for a long time at yeah. this point. Why is it just now that it pops up? I know it's for the story and whatnot. But this is way after she's even on the Justice League. Well, even and the now idea sudden, that I like this here, because we deal with the Greek gods all the time with Wonder Woman, because that's the thing, you know, that, you know, her father's Zeus. We have Shazam getting his power from Zeus and all this other stuff for the lightning. But like the idea that these old gods are having, it's, it's very American gods of how it feels to me. But the idea that with Yara Floor being out and her, fa- her father being a river god and stuff like that and her being known by all these people their belief because they know that she is real. She's in front of them. She's doing godlike things that these other Brazilian old gods must be real as well. And it's bringing them back to life. Like Kuat, the sun God and his brother, the moon God. I think that's a really cool aspect of the story. You know, just to bringing in more of the mythology, like we had with, you know, the first Yara floor with the, sp- the forest spirit. It's okay. I don't mind it. The problem is that the Brazil isn't just the old gods of Brazil and the rainforest. Uh, it's a very Catholic and Protestant. I mean, you don't really have a country that is just, one 
old religion. No, no, I'm I don't saying mind. Though, the idea, though, because you're going to have the presence and stuff like no, this. No, I'm Yara saying I don't, mind, I don't mind that. I like that. I, but they're really pulling out the idea that, oh, man, when people see you, they're going to now celebrate us. So that's the American gods deal. But I don't think it really fits fully in the the diverse religion of of brazil and and where they are at and whatnot it is i wish it was just fully centered on well now that you're on the scene yara we're on the scene as well but it does seem to be this thing well they're worshiping us now so we're back that's not even what really happens with wonder woman because there's not many people going around worshiping zeus and the greek pantheon it's just her thing so i thought that it was a little bit of a force play with that but i do like the idea that maybe she is and and really if you go if you paid attention to the Justice League book, her main purpose in her life and coming back is to give peace to the gods, all the gods. And they even spelled it in her book when she came where the Greek gods are fighting these gods and this and that. She's going to bring peace. She's almost like the Anakin of the entire world pantheon that's going to bring out this whole deal so i don't mind i just the idea that it's when people and you get the american gods thing i think it gets to be too tropey with that deal and we see that a lot since american gods even uh, but it's okay but yeah the the sun god he's the one who ends up almost killing a lot of people and you end up having a sun flare this whole deal of i mean what i know you're going with the ancient you know, myth of the sun and moon god, but Jesus Christ, I've never seen this many helicopters in the sky at, at one point. I actually thought they well, were did drones you live in at one point. No, I didn't, but this is ridiculous. You never will. There would be no way. No, I won't. <laughs> you look at the one, like, there are 15 to, to 20,000 well, of these is, things going around. The way things work out here where you're stuck in traffic because none of the money for the infrastructure is being put towards the roads, people who do have money are going to start, you know, going to the skies because going to the road is not going to get them to where they need We've to go. seen these cars that are stuck. These are fancy cars, too. But even that, she ends up going to this councilman. She doesn't quite even know the exact thing. This is what gets me. She ends up having a little bit, bit of information, maybe jumping at like your duties are count as councilman extend to sell Pablo's infrastructure, don't they? No, I don't know. I don't know the setup of this. I- I'm Just to go are. through pages and pages of this idea where then she says, yeah, where's the money? She has no. And what are her powers? Because we don't know that she forces people to tell the truth. That was actually spelled out that it didn't seem to be that. But yet somehow she's forced them into writing with a marker on the side of a wrecked helicopter about I won't embezzle money. It seems weird. It seems off where she just well, leaves like them she writing put the it down. The demigod into them. Yeah, I think that once they left, they just go. And so even the one I'm going to shoot you, I'd like to see that. You get a little of the spunk of her, but I don't need to have her be – the political hero that's going to save the planet here well, no, she, she's, in that way. She's taking care of the people. She's a hero of the people. Yeah, but she's a hero of the people to make sure there's no traffic jams. It just seems little to me. It's the idea where uh, there's well, traffic the jams officials in LA. Aren't taking Why care isn't of the John people? over there? Well, neither are they all over the board. Why aren't they going? Is this what she's going to do all the time is make sure that it just didn't feel like any sort of a story, especially in a Superman Wonder Woman one that you're dealing with gods and you have to stop the show. Oh, my God. Look at her. She's going to make sure the traffic flows. Well, yeah, we're dealing with Superman Wonder Woman. We're going to be showing a little bit more of this Wonder Woman, though, since we only ever had, you know, the Justice League appearance and her one you know issue that she there's not a lot to be known about Yara Floor at this point. I and don't especially really going think through that these it decades. plays out well. 
I, I think that this is nonsense. I, I think it's complete and utter nonsense to just have her stop in the middle of things and go, hey, there's a lot of traffic jams and you fly in the helicopters. Fix it. All right, I'm off to go see the sun god who made you almost crash into everybody and throw shade at him. I just it, it just didn't feel big at all. It just felt nonsense just to set up the sun god versus Solaris who shows up and then they're just going to have a race. Solaris. And again, you're going to have global warming now. Everything seems to be based on some sort of ecological type deal or whatnot with Yara Floor. And I'm worried it's going to stick there because even with this, you're going to have two sun gods going, you know, our sun god and Solaris going yeah. at each other. And it's going to cause global warming. It's going to cause forest fires. It's going to well, end having up two having two suns is a big wonky. kind of deal. So the idea that, it w- like, you know, when John wakes up and realizes there's two suns in the sky, there's something that, you know, kind of catches your eye right there. So you might want to yeah, take I care of that. Yeah, I just didn't think that it was we that don't want, We don't want our planet to be Tatooine. I know, but the thing is, you're not even dealing with that. They're just there amongst themselves for a bit going around where then you have – you know, Yara hanging with the moon god, John doing his little, let's take the minutes of my day. And that is actually the worst things. part of things. I don't have a problem with anything Yara Flora did here because it's establishing the character, but knowing that in 2050, John really likes to think about how many seconds it takes him to do everything in the morning from getting up, brushing his teeth, doing all this, making sure that he could heat vision in the sky. Good morning, Metropolis. So, you know, your Superman's here. I'm like, well, I don't know, man. 20 years ago, you did shrink the people down and it got stolen by a brainiac monster. I don't know if the people of Metropolis want you around, but I don't know. If Yara was doing something a little bigger, I think I would have been okay with that. Plus the idea, she doesn't go to that guy to stop the things. That just happens to be the thing she saves and then says to him, the, the thing's going to crash into people. She, why didn't she go yesterday or the week? This seems to be a thing that's been going on for a while. And it just yeah. happens that she saves the helicopter and it says, oh, by the way, why don't you stop this helicopter nonsense and embezzling? Just didn't seem big enough. Like, Again, child trafficking or, or stuff like might have been something that I was like, okay, I can get behind this. I can get behind the idea of her stopping that. But just because this helicopter almost crashed because of the sun god is how she ends up leading to that. It was a bit just of convenience felt on her end. Just felt off to me. Like, yeah, well, you know, she didn't care yesterday or oh, two while minutes I'm here. before. Yeah, while I'm here, let's do something for the people. It just felt weird. But, uh, even with that, you end up having the sun. Solaris is overpowering red sun. John says, I don't know what's going on. I feel like I'm depowered, but powered at the same time. So, well, that's so the you're thing nothing. is all the energy that, you know, Solaris uh, like is giving off is like giving a red sun jet like radiation because this is Solaris who showed up at All-Star Superman and DC 1 million and stuff like this. This It seems that in this timeline, he has really established himself as a Superman family villain, which is kind of cool because John keeps beating him. His father keeps beating him, but they keep sending him far off and he keeps trying to make his way back. And every time he does, he keeps going through and absorbing different suns to become more powerful to the point where he can overtake a Superman. But he's expending all this power screwing around with Kuat, the sun god, to see who's you know faster who can do this because now they're doing suns but like for the uh, quad giving off all this extra energy from the sun to try to power himself up he's overpowering john solaris with his red solar energy giving off his depowering john so his energy his powers are fluctuating to the point where he doesn't know how to control them properly yeah i actually got the idea that he's just normal because we don't really see until the end when he falls out of the sky him really doing anything different he rubs his head at one point he saves a guy he ends up going and then says i'm overpowered and depowered at the same time that means to me you're just normal you're regular because i don't see a fluctuation at any point in this i don't see him going to do something and not able to do it and then overdoes it by ripping a door off the hinges and so he goes 
And he goes to talk to Solaris and basically says, yeah, you know, let's meet tomorrow. Let's figure this out. You're always doing this. You're going back and forth. And the John, big thing, why though, did you freaking rock yourself into a corner now? The whole idea, look, we're going to do this whole thing tomorrow. A test of strength to see who is the better. But, John, you have put yourself into a corner because your powers are acting wonky, and I don't know if you're going to be able to compete tomorrow. And that's the thing. I don't even get the wonkiness because when you end up going, he more spells out that he's tired from overworking the day before because of all the suns and the fires. Well, I, saying, I never got a wonkiness. When he wants to, the next morning when he is going to do his normal heat vision in the sky, he passes out while continuing with his heat vision, not being able to turn it off. So it seems a little wonky to me. Yeah, well, that's at the, like I said, at the very end. But when he's talking to Solaris, it doesn't seem like he knows or says anything about wonkiness that he thinks he's good. Then, yeah, at the end, he has that. But this setup is, oh, man, I'm so tired from you know, these fires. They went in. There was a lot of forest fires because of the extra heat going on. He's even laughing. I'm Superman. I'm going to do this. And they're going. And then he meets Yara at this, you know, diner there. And starts just talking about it. And, you know, he says, I've stalled him at least long enough and goes with the idea that he thinks he can do this. But then he ends up going a little too late and then he falls out of the sky. And I just the whole thing I thought was a bunch of nonsense. I didn't. There's hardly a story here. And it's just a lot of things that aren't really Superwoman and or Wonder Woman and Superman together. They kind of are doing their own little thing and then kind of come together just because enemies going against but what's yara doing you know for all of this with solaris and things it's just settled john you deal with solaris because that's your thing and stuff like that while you know sun guts going at one point you have uh wonder woman jump on the headless mule Headless the, mule of IE. Uh, I wish I knew his IAE how to pronounce it. I have no idea. I'm going to go with IE. But uh, his headless mule spirit that he has, like, that thing is not headless at all. I'm like, is, is that a thing that I don't understand through the translation? No, where, it's like, not. They didn't know. What happened was they Google translated something and came up wonky and got that. That's That was confirmed. Somebody ended up from Brazil and said, yeah, they messed up. They ended up getting some words and put it in Google Translate because when it comes up, it says headless mule. And it's not that. It's like, but yeah, overall, the art gets wonky in my mind. It's very inconsistent. By the end, John looks like he's a zombie. He looks like the Hulk zombie at one point. And so you I tell just, me he looks like he's not exactly himself. No, it looks like he has gained about 700 pounds. He doesn't look like he – at one point, he does look like he's about 70, and then the next thing, it looks just normal. Then he looks skinny while he's walking. So, yeah, I don't think the fluctuation is making him, you know, change size like that and stuff. And I, I thought that the whole thing was uh, just nonsense. I, I'm giving it a 4 out of 10. What would you give it? I'd give it a 6.8 out of 10. I enjoyed this uh, story overall. It's just some of the aspects of John, like his background and how many seconds it takes. It, just didn't, it felt weird because we don't know enough about adult John from what we said because now we're just jumping ahead to this time period when last we really saw him, besides for the Just League, we talked about the 90 year He's the Superman of Metropolis and he's making mistakes here and there. He's shrinking down Metropolis and it just... This progression just felt weird for how, like, you know, now I'm Superman of Metropolis, good and proper, and I say good morning to everybody in the sky with my heat vision, and I worry about the seconds. Like, I like the stuff with the R4. Superman felt a little off, and I like the idea of a sun god going against Solaris. It's just, I wanted more of it by the end, but overall, I like the art for what we got. Yeah, I didn't like it at all, and with that, and I, like I said... No, I, I thought it was bad. The whole, I thought it was inconsistent throughout. So, yeah, I think that parts of it were just off. And, and just even the idea of the, the head on there. But overall, I didn't like the art one bit. I thought it was off. So, yeah, four out of ten. 
didn't think we really got that much good from Yara or John either. You just end up throwing these gods in just because we're going to get Solaris out there and just the wonkiness of it all. And Which Solaris is a cool callback to come out in this okay. whole thing. For- just like, you know, I, I don't mind that. You know, it's another, I believe, the Grant Morrison thing. We're getting a lot yeah. of Grant Morrison since Death Metal. And then the so subtitle, yeah, you, you have this this god show, this old god, pretty much reborn and thinks he's the bee's knees. I am the sun god. This is what I am. I'm going to show everybody that what they've missed with not worshiping me. Who is this? Another motherfucker in the sky taking up my goddamn space. I am the sun. I'm going to show him like he he's he's a sun god. He's going to be a little bit on the heated side of my mind. So I actually like the confrontation between this sun god and Solaris. I, I, and I, I don't mind the idea you're explaining to John. Well, there are gods, but you know what? There's a lot of other sun gods. I mean, I, I'm waiting for all of them to show up. I'm like, what are you doing, jerks? I'm the sun god. I'm the sun. I'm the sun god. You're a sun god. You're a sun I god. I don't know where those gods are in 2050. Well, you end up having Apollo coming up, and he's kind of a sun god as well. Yeah, he's going to be in one of the books with Midnighter. So oh, we're cool. going to have a lot of sun gods. Around. Oh, wait, wait. Apollo and Midnighter? That's not exactly like a god. Well, he is kind of a sun god. He's like a you know deal. So, But again, we're going to have a bunch of crazy I things. I thought you meant the Greek god Apollo showed no, up. Like, oh, no, shit, that's weird. Sun god. So we'll go oh. with all of this. And yeah, so we'll go with this. And I, I do, I, as we're talking, I'm trying to find this article now and I can't find it, but I'm going to look that up. But overall, what is your book of the week? My book of the week is Justice League. Yeah, well, my, book of State the, Justice League. my book of the week is Dark Detective because of Grifter. It's more, I'd love to say mine is Future State Grifter <laughs> is my book of the week because that's what I really like. But here are the books that we're going to get next week, including two that will be on the Patreon Spotlight, if you want to go and pick and, and listen to that, go to patreon.com slash weird science. And we have a couple other books that aren't future state. We'll see if we're dealing with them, Eric. We'll decide later. Batman oh. Catwoman number two. I really don't want to read that. I don't want to read it or talk about it. So we may just that, but we'll see. Deceased Dead Planet number seven. That ends that. So we'll be talking about that. Future State Catwoman number one. Future State Immortal Wonder Woman number one at the very end of that timeline. Future State Nightwing number one. Future State Shazam number one. Future State Superman Worlds at War number one, which is going to show you the Philip Kennedy Johnson is going to be taking over both Superbook. So we'll have, you know, that little peek at what he's going on with. Future State Next Batman number two. Legion of Superheroes number 12. Are we going to deal with that? Because Have we is, been dealing with that? that? I think that that is a future state deal as well, though, the way it whoa, played whoa. out when Legion I looked at Superheroes it. Legion of Superheroes number 12 now, is future well, state actually, Legion of Superheroes. I think what I'm thinking, we have Legion of Superheroes future state okay, next that's a week. Thing. Yeah, I think that might be the next week. So we end Rorschach number four, but I don't think we're going to deal with that. But if you want to go buy it, you can go and deal with that. Did we talk about number three? I don't think we did. Actually, I don't I believe we so. Skip that. Yeah, so we'll probably skip that. But we're more in the future state, state of mind right now, like Billy Joel sang. And so that's that. You get more. I think we were pretty positive this week, you know, both of us liking different things and whatnot. Uh, but I don't know. This future state, I, I want to grab onto this. I want to be more excited about it. But it's it's kind of like what we had with Convergence and all these other things. I kind of like a couple things and not like it overall, yeah. but I, I wish that this had more of an overall theme to kind of grab on. And like to, Convergence had. Well, yeah. I mean, it, the overall theme wasn't what made it shitty. What made it shitty was the shitty story and the books, but I'd like to be able to say... <laughs> so everything. <laughs> well, I'm saying I'd like to say, well, this Dark Detective is important because we're going to see how this went, and they're going to go against that, and you just kind of get thrown into these, and they're seeming very This scattered. is very jarring. 
and they, they seem like it's one of those things where it's set up to, well, you like the bad books, get the bad books. Hey, you like that, but we're doing all of them. So you just kind of go and, and see what you like. But this week was the backups, tale of the backups, because those are pretty good. Hopefully that will continue on maybe the front Man, end stories because so. that the first f- week's backups really threw me for a loop thinking yeah. oh my god we're gonna be like this yeah, the entire this time but good, no. so maybe the backups will be me. good maybe the front ups will do good as well because we need those as well but that's that that is it for the week of the podcast thanks everybody for listening eric what do we say at the end everybody have a great week, week. keep it weird, weird. And we'll see you in seven see you in seven Toxic Fandom. It's not unusual besides to fake the funk. It's not unusual for them to love a book that's stuck. It's every time I see them laugh.